Welcome back to the Beef Sticks podcast in the Holy Grail. It is holy shit, as Corey Graves would say. That <laughs> <laughs> he would, and, and he it's has such good holy shit, as Vince McMahon would say. <laughs> Oh, with with that being said, we've got a jam-packed episode. We're expecting we're going to go long. We don't know. We might be able to, to knock it down. We're expecting we're sure. to go long and jam-packed like your mammy. Oh, no, that's your one per <laughs> video, Yes, as he says. No, I, I get I get two uh, per video because I'm not a oh, pussy like that guy. Uh, I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Folks, just, uh, just for your uh, amusement, this isn't airing on the 4th of July, but we are legitimately recording this on July 4th, Independence Day. Which makes this our second July 4th recording session in Beef Sticks. Maybe third? Oh Did we do Twice it the first year, too? I don't know. I think we I were close. Know. I know we've recorded on Vince's birthday twice. <laughs> That's the thing. When you when it, when we could be fluid about what day we actually record, we could hit up multiple holidays every fucking year if we choose there to. There you go. Yep. Make it an annual thing. An anal thing. We're going to make it an anal thing. Annual. And if you like anal, you're going to love Qualities. Pasty, <laughs> tell them all about it. That's right. Qualities t-shirt company owned and operated by my good friend, that dude, Saint, bringing you your custom tea needs. With sublimation, heat transfer, vinyl, and decals, he's got occasions for your special gifts for your loved ones. Sports team shirts, you know, for your leagues. Got to get them beer, bar sports in, folks. Weddings, concert merch, and t-shirts for any occasion. High quality, very nice products. I can't say enough good things about qualities. And then there's Monster Wear Clothing. Yes, my good friend Corey Matthews owns and operates this company. And they bring you your small run or bulk orders on decals, stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, hats, glassware, jerseys, and many other types and styles of fabrics. That's right. If you need it custom, they'll slap it on it. Along with custom graphics and logo design services offered, Monster Wear Clothing is your one-stop shop. For everything you need. Yes. And, and everything boy. That you're going to need to succeed in this galaxy, you're going to find at the Galactic Get Down Outer Space themed music and camping festival. It's coming up stupid fast, folks. And we are going to get stupid when we're there. Yes, we talk about it so much. We've talked about it multiple years, and we're talking about it again. This year, it is July 18th through the 28th. That is right. It's already this month coming up. It's going to be found at the Outback Ranch, located in the stunning Houston, Minnesota. That's right, folks. Houston, we have a party. This is definitely, definitely a can't-miss event interstellar throughout the universe it's hosted by your funky friends dead larry but don't forget we got the funky frog legs with us we also have the funky fish bean jeffrey and we also have the slamming sammy danger strings and the bodacious bob pat band yes the ginger gin strings the spectacular space monkey mafia the powerful Porky's Groove Machine. The xenophobic Zach Deputy. Zach Deputy. I know that's weird, but I had no other, you know. He's not really xenophobic, folks. I just, I was trying to. Either or. 
And we also have the wonderful whiskey for the lady, both the music and the drink. Folks, do not miss out. Come visit the Cloud Style Broadcasting Tent to see your boy Pasty White, your boy Fat Mac, your boy Strategy, and everyone else involved. We're going to have swag, and we're going to get you on the mic if you come at the correct times. We are recording. We are putting on shows. We're putting on events. We're putting on games. We're going to have a lot of fun. We always do, and I think it's a wonderful way to spend the weekend. We get to sit and enjoy all the music and talk with all the people. And we get to be comfortable while we do it. That's good. It's great stuff. It's good. I'm looking forward to this year more than any other. And this is the most, like, variety I think we've ever had on a Galactic Get Down lineup. And it's going to be tantalizing. And also this just in this week, folks, if you can't make it for the whole weekend but you still want to come out for the main event, $75 for day pass tickets for Saturday, folks. Come on down and get down. That's the price of the gate. Oh, you can't beat that. If you can't knock a whole weekend out, and we know things happen, you got stuff going on. Some people just can't knock out a whole weekend. 75 bucks. Come and get the best of everything. This is like your main event. This is like the big show. This is like your WrestleMania. Come check it out. It's worth the 75 bucks for sure. Yes, and Saturday music runs from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Yes. It's a lot of music. Oh, I love it. It is awesome. Go out there, enjoy yourself, enjoy the music, enjoy nature. Yes. Somebody else who enjoyed nature, Pasty, is Nature Boy Buddy Rogers. But not Nature Boy Ric Flair. He hated nature. No. He, he does not like nature. In fact, he's a big proponent of, of the oil industry. <laughs> uh, he voted for Trump He's the twice. leading cause of deforestation across the he's, planet. He's a horrible, horrible human <laughs> being. We know that. But folks, this week in pro wrestling history... On June 30th, 1961, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers defeated Pat O'Connor in Chicago, Illinois, where you can find the next AEW All Out. All Out. And uh, Buddy Rogers beat Pat O'Connor to win the National Wrestling Alliance, yes folks, the NWA World Heavyweight Wrestling title for his first time in front of... 338,000, I'm sorry, 38,622 It's a lot fans, better than 300. Way better. <laughs> at Comiskey Park, which set a new North American professional wrestling attendance record, in addition to the 148,000 gate in ticket sales, which was a professional wrestling record as well. Ow! That's hot. I, I think most people know the names Nature Boy, Buddy Rogers, and Pat O'Connor, but some of our younger listeners may not. Hit up your YouTube machine and put either of these two guys in. It's not the same kind of wrestling you get from nowadays, but these are two of the godfathers of wrestling. These are golden era, golden boys. Yes. And for those of you who may not have figured out, Nature Boy Buddy Rogers was who inspired the Nature Boy Ric Flair. And Nature Boy Ric Flair will tell you, he stole Buddy that Rogers gimmick. was greater than him. <laughs> stole it. Stole it. Yes. Yes, it's a golden time, as you had said, for wrestling fans everywhere. Not only is All Elite kicking off, I mean, we just got another free event from them, which was pretty good. Free event. Pretty good for a free show. No complaints for a free show. We'll get into that in a little bit. But we have complaints. <laughs> yeah, we do have complaints. <laughs> but for free, you got your money's worth. But not only that, but this week... Ron SmackDown saw some improvement 
enough to bring me back to the table. At least the Hulu Some table. Changes. Some changes. Yeah. For sure. Some uh, actually very decent changes. Um, one I want to point out that nobody's really talked about is um, I can't remember. I think it was the New Day. All three members of the New Day. I could be wrong. Versus, it was it was Samoa Joe had attacked Kofi or whatever. And they set up the oh, match. Yeah, it, was, it was a it was a tag team, and then the commercial break came. And since they can't wrestle during commercial breaks, they restarted as a six man. But putting putting Samoa Joe with the Viking Warriors, mwah, was exquisite, it awesome? exquisite, nice. Uh, Paul Heyman, and this wasn't the only match where it was like, holy shit! No, they announced Undertaker and Roman Reigns would be teaming up to face Shane McMahon and and uh, Drew McIntyre. And if you're gonna use Undertaker, that's how you fucking do it. I like it. I like it because he doesn't have to put all the effort in the ring. I agree, but um, we're not going to go into this long. But my my feeling is the only reason Undertaker should be there is to put over Drew McIntyre. Mm. And I have a feeling that's not what it's going to be. But And then how about Maria Kanellis calling Mike her bitch? And saying she wished she was impregnated by Becky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was kind of cool. How could this happen? I don't know how this could happen, seeing as you're not enough man to get the job done. Man, God damn it! yes, I love it. And and I think everybody assumes that WWE has some kind of crazy heat on her because she was, didn't want to fight Becky and she said she was pregnant. I think that's all story, folks. So don't get your panties in a bunch. I think it was I'm the story that Paul Heyman that. thinks that Vince should have did when he signed them in the first place when she was knocked up right away. You know what I mean? Right. So he's like, well, let's just do it again. And Paul Heyman will be the guy to pull the, oh, she got hit. She she, she had a miscarriage. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it wouldn't be the first time. And honestly, done it before. Mike Canales is in great shape, and I cannot wait to see him versus Seth Rollins for the championship. Does he deserve it? No, not really. But I would like to see that. Yes. So, yeah. Um, they also, we got to, we have to mention they, uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley, quote unquote, destroyed the stage at WWE Monday Night Raw. And so it seems as if we're going to have a makeover yes. of the set of WWE Monday Night Raw. Overdue. Overdue. Yes. Although Strowman have may have ruptured his spleen. Storyline. <laughs> right. He should come back with spleen from um, from that. Mystery Men. Uh, not only that, he what was it, my dislocated his pelvis or did something to his Yeah, pelvis. something. Yeah. He, he thrust it to his. And Bobby Lashley was really. My only complaint about that whole gimmick is they used way too much pyro to try to sell the fact that it was like a transformer exploding in the background. Right. Not only that, but the fact that Corey Graves said, holy shit. And everybody's <laughs> like, oh my God, how, he screwed up. He said, holy shit. And WWE.com even put a thing like, oh, we had to find Corey Graves. Wah, wah. Oh, it was so funny because later in the show, he said something about, he called somebody a bitch. And, he, and then Renee's like, I hope they find you for that. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> which is funny because don't forget, folks, Raw is on a seven second delay. Yeah. So if Corey Graves had said, holy shit, without being scripted to, they would have just bleeped it out. Yeah, up. and they did. They did say "bitch" like five or six times between the two shows. This, so this has Paul Heyman. Well, <laughs> to be fair, Vince McMahon brought back "bitch" a while. Yeah, ago to try to act like he's peaching. But it was only like once a show. It was allowed or whatever. But um, but yeah, you you can see Vin, um Heyman's fingerprints on this, which is good, very good. Yeah, it feels um, different. It feels better. It feels more know cohesive. Smackdown has a new. Um, logo that they're going to be busting out. I'm pretty sure I put it on the Facebook page. 
Uh, there was a this was God a couple few weeks ago yeah that, that that got unveiled. So there's a new logo for SmackDown for when they moved to Fox. So they're gonna try to make the two com- the two brands look very different. Yes. Will they be any different? Um, that depends on how much Vince lets Heyman and Bischoff continue to run the shows their way. Right. He could. Vince is notorious for giving somebody two, three weeks to do something and then just changing his mind. I also, SmackDown did feel different as well, but I can't confirm that that uh, Bischoff is running it yet because from what I had heard, Bischoff wasn't going to start running it until after Extreme Rules, which comes up like next weekend. That's possible. So, but either way, it I, feels I, different, so good. That is That alone is a plus. <laughs> yeah. They needed to shake something yes. up. Whether it works or not, they're... They're showing us that they're trying. They did call up that the tag team that just won the NXT Tag Champions, but they, they aren't called up. They're just wrestling on Raw, and, and they're still on NXT, which I think is the Street way to Profits. go. Show them off. I don't know how necessary they are. Is it Street Profits? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, that, that's kind of cool. A good way to introduce them while still keeping them fresh down in, in the land of good wrestling. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, I was going to mention one more thing before we moved on, and I've already forgot what that was. <laughs> there so there was I a really... lot of good. There was a lot of good. I didn't really have any complaints. Some of the stuff was still kind of hokey. But I understand, like, Heyman can't just fix everything in one episode. He's got to run no. out these storylines that are already there. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping Undertaker, what he said is true, and he takes Shane McMahon's soul, and therefore Shane goes away for a while or something. But I I hope there's, like, something storyline where Shane loses his soul to the Undertaker. It would be good to see the Vince's all, or the McMahon's all get off of TV. And uh, it would be good to keep Heyman and Bischoff off TV. It'd be fun to have them on TV. I think you keep them off. Keep him off, because even even it won't, it won't even though he wasn't on that. the entire episode, there was many thank you Heyman chants throughout the yeah, night. We won't keep him off completely because they're. I guess in all honesty, they're both just too good of yeah. actors and characters that you know they're not going to keep him off because they are both great characters. Mm. Um, but it would be great if they could just keep him off the air or just use them. Remember, you might be too young yet, Pasty, but Jack Tunney was the president of WWE. And he'd only show up maybe twice, three times a year when something really big happened that involved Hulk Hogan and, and we needed the president to step in. If we could do something like that, where you only seen Heyman maybe four times a year and it really meant something. Like Brock Lesnar's here for an cool. episode. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like where things are heading and I'm going to continue to tune in. I know you have plans on tuning in going forward as well. I'm going to work on it. Our, our wrestling schedule won't be as busy as it's been this week. But we <laughs> it's had, still rough. Uh, like four shows to watch this week, three shows to watch this week. And um, along with trying to catch SmackDown or Raw, along with it being obviously Independence Day and the first week of summer and so much stuff. Yes. And I've been dog sitting. That takes time out of my day. So much yeah. time. Ah, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. And another thing I think is good is the fact that, uh, AEW Fighter Fest was a bit of the middle of the road show. 
A lot of people might be it's wondering, Pasty, why you... do you think that that's good? Because AEW has literally gone all out since their inception. And if they keep it up, there's no way they can ever back it off. That is true. And and this was Although a free show. We didn't pay for it's it. It's not as good if you're one of the people that came there live and paid for your ticket. Right. <laughs> that's the only place that it kind of really hurts is the folks that actually paid for their tickets. For us at home, free show. Yeah, awesome. For those overseas, I think they still had to pay for this. I think it was like a $20 one on Fight TV. I might be wrong about that. If you had a friend to go in on it with, I could see it to be worth 20 bucks. <laughs> with that being said, let, let's just um, uh, let's break it down. Let's just rapid, let's rapid fire the pre-show pasty. Because yes, indeed. Otherwise, we're going to spend hours shitting on it. <laughs> so let's just rapid fire the pre-show. Started out with the three-way tag match of best friends Chucky e. T and Trent Bretta taking on SoCal Uncensored featuring Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian because, of course... Uh, Christopher Daniels is on later in there. And the brand new Private Party, consisting of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quinn. Yes. Uh, Private Party got off some good stuff. I, I can understand why the Young Bucks liked them a lot. This was a decent match. Uh, best on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, uh, arguably one of the best on the whole show, I would I'd say. Yeah, it's definitely up there. Upper half of the card. I think... I think this match was made to showcase Private Party. I think that's why it happened. I honestly thought that they were going to win it, um, but they didn't. Uh, best friends ended up winning it, even though they probably did the probably were the least uh, exemplary in the whole match. I would say. I think SoCal and Private Party stole the match. Um, I I seen a lot of people online bitching because. Now the best friends are in the tag team tournament to crown. Oh, the they tag just team got the bye, which means they won't SoCal win it. SoCal Uncensored aren't going to be in it, and they definitely should. And Private Party doesn't get a chance to be in it. And as you just said, Pasty, yes, this isn't to be in the tournament. It's to get a bye past the first right. round. So now every, these two teams are still going to be in every the tag team they have will be in the tournament. They need every yeah, tag team they, they have. Yeah, because they don't have enough. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, they, they get a bye, which I, I I'd have to assume Cody is, and Dustin will even be in the tournament. Um, I would think they would be. And, and I think that's good because out of these three teams, the best friends is probably the team I don't need to see wrestle five, six times right, or yep. however many they're going to have. They're going to put on a very similar match each time where we know so SCU, awesome. They're, they can come up with something different and fresh with everybody and from what we've seen from Private Party, especially Mark Quinn. Mark Quinn stole a show from <laughs> yep. me. This motherfucker <laughs> was just fucking amazing. And I, I loved I loved everything they did here. Um, I took notes on the main card because I watched the main card first. I went back just this morning and caught the pre-show. And I'm forgetting notes that I had mentally put in my mind. But there were some really cool moves. Um, oh, there was a really good move that was... Mark Quinn did a vertical leap into a Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then what did Isaiah, Isaiah Cassidy followed? Oh, oh, he ended up, uh, he hit a cutter. He did yep. a, a springboard cutter go. from the outside. That was fucking sexy. So Mark sexy. Quinn did a vertical leap into a Frankensteiner, meaning he went from the mat to the guy's head, Frankensteinered him or, or hurricanered him or whatever. And as he was flipping, then Isaiah Cassidy Caught springboarded him with the in and hit the cutter. That so was just good. fantastic. And... 
and so beautifully put off by, by everybody mm-hmm. involved. I don't even remember who they hit it on. I want to say Trent Beretta, but I, I don't know. I, I do want to point out this is exactly the way you need to bring in new talent to your company across the board because you put them over better than anybody else in the match, but they still you know, didn't win. It went to the more veteran team, which makes a whole lot of sense, you know? Because, it it, you know, if this was five years ago, the best friends would be that jobber team, you know? You got to lose to earn your place, pay your dues, you know? It's, yeah. yeah. WWE, we don't put up with that bullshit. Like, if, if our guy gets called up, but that's, I think it's NXT's fault. Because in NXT, they win, they win, they win, they come up, and then it's, they got to go through that process of but, you're going to... But I think sometimes, yeah. sometimes I mean, they should yeah. win their first out. Yeah. In, in the in the occasion of like a ricochet. Yes. So all in all, um, this, this match, the last thing I'm going to say about it, should have been the first match on the card or the third match on the card. Um, Ooh, back to SmackDown for just very, one second. Just wait okay. a second. Or at very least, the last match on the pre-show because... The pre-show went to shit after this, and the crowd let it be known. Go ahead, Pasty, with your SmackDown yes, update. back to SmackDown. Mustafa Ali cut a backstage promo, and I swear to God, it wasn't scripted, or at least he wrote it, and it was approved by the writers. Cool. It was really cool. And it was very not what he's been like. So it's, it's yeah, good. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it, because I still do plan on watching uh, Raw and SmackDown over this week. All right. Up next, we had uh, Ali versus have Leva to? Bates, which was preceded by the two librarians, Leva Bates and... Um, Whatever his name is, Mustache Boy. Uh, oh I can't God, remember I his, name his name ever. But yeah, um, this just killed the crowd. It was bad. The crowd was not into it at all. Nobody gave a shit. And I said this to you pre-recording, and I'm going to say it on the record, Pasty. If this librarian gimmick keeps up, Leva Bates will be in AEW as long as she was in NXT. No She'll be better remembered as Blue Pants, that's for sure. Which is sad, because that just wasn't good enough. No, no, it wasn't. Uh, She's so good, and she deserves so good. And I don't know, if there's some kind of genius, creative, like, lampooning behind this that I'm just not seeing, I, I don't know. They seem to be the only ones on the roster with any kind of a dumb fucking gimmick. Well, I mean, there's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. No, that's cool. I like their gimmick. That's cool. That's I like, like New Day, you know. That's, but that's it's like, legitimately just a gimmick. Yeah. I mean, there. So there well, are Luchasaurus some gimmicks. And is a good wrestler. Gimmicks. But yeah. Yeah, wrestling should have gimmicks. I'm not dis. I'm not saying that they shouldn't. I'm saying that this one doesn't work, and this will be a good tell on if AEW is more Vince McMahon or if AEW is more Paul Heyman. Mm. Are they going to listen to the audience, or are they going to double down on what they want to happen? Because this just wasn't good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, Allie won. (laughs) Allie won. Allie is amazing. She never lets me down. Um, Leave is an amazing wrestler, but... She, she tried too hard with this librarian gimmick, always doing the shushing and everything, and it just, it took a lot away from this. Mm. If this was the first time I seen Leva Bates, I would not be a fan of hers. You know, you could do the librarian gimmick without the shh. Yeah. You could. Uh, you know, besides, I mean, better. fucking, she wasn't even it's librarian. 2019. You ain't got a shh nobody in the library because there ain't nobody in your fucking library. Yeah, it's 2018. <laughs> there isn't a library. Where's the Wikipedia gimmick? <laughs> 
Come on, it should be leave a leaveopedia. The moderator of Wikipedia. And 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 Wiki, whatever that fucker's name is, I still can't think of his name. I haven't searched it on Google and I can't find him. <laughs> Nobody cares about him. Oh man, uh, he Peter Avalon. Peter Avalon. He reminds me of um, Mrs. Stunt Double Bodyguard. Fucking what was his name? Oh um, oh it's so hard. Yeah, this the intellectual. Yeah, superior. yeah, that guy. Okay, that's all right. <laughs> Moving on, we had a match that shouldn't have existed—a hardcore match. Michael Nakazawa defeated the head of a computer gaming company. Yeah, he did in a hardcore match. Uh, thank God Michael Nakazawa won because that was like, uh, he's entertaining to watch, which kind of saved the match a little bit, but. Oh yeah, he's fun with his baby oil and everything. Jabali was hard to watch and I get it. He's not a wrestler. He tried real hard. You could tell he was trying hard and I give him props for that, but you could tell oh, he, he was he trying hard and I hate that. It. <laughs> yeah, he put everything into yeah. it. Yeah. For sure. Um, it, it had to be a hardcore match, too, because this would have been so He almost killed Michael Nakazawa, though. One wrestling match. Dropping him on his fucking head. awful. Yeah? You remember that? Dropping Michael right on his fucking head? That pissed yeah. me off. I'm like, yeah, get this guy out of the ring. I'm pretty sure Michael Nakazawa can handle being dropped on the head, but Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ couldn't. No. I agree. So that was the pre-show. Um, unnecessary, unneeded, pretty bad, pretty bad, pretty bad. Yeah. Three-way match was awesome, but uh, putting it at the beginning, just, they should have finished with that. Yep. That should have been on the main card. <laughs> it should have. It should have. They easily could have could have put a couple other things on there instead. Um, but starting with the first match of the actual pay-per-view, we had Shima defeat Christopher Daniels. This match was nine hours and 40, not nine hours. Oh my God. It would have killed the crowd. Yeah. It was nine minutes and 40 seconds, almost 10 minutes. Um, what do you got to say, Pacey? I know what I have to it say. It was a kickoff match. <laughs> that's that's what I got to say. I don't know. I, I probably wasn't paying as much t- attention as I should have coming off of the pre-show that kind of made it difficult you had the benefit of not watching the pre-show before you watch the main card so props to you right (laughs) um so here on my notes i got this is a straightforward match it was really fun but didn't over wouldn't overshadow the rest of the show which is key for an opener shima and daniels needed to put on a good match to get the crowd back because the pre-show was that bad and thankfully they did i think they got into it and i think the crowd ended up getting into it but they had to bring them in. They weren't into it at first. I thought this was the perfect opener for this show. And Pasty, consider the ages of these two. Yeah. Shima is 41 years old. Christopher Daniels, folks. Christopher Daniels is 49. Jeez. He's almost 50 and he's, he's putting still got on 20 years four left star matches. He does easily. And people forget Pasty. If you go along back, you remember way back in the day, um, there was the 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 Ministry of Darkness with the Undertaker, yes. right? And there was the there was the higher power that was telling Undertaker what to do and all that, right? It was me all along. Yeah, it led to that classic line, which was just awful. People forget Christopher Daniels was the one who was supposed to be the higher power, and that was how many years ago that he was supposed to be in a main event run in WWE. 
<sighs> that was supposed to be the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. It only got nixed because Vince McMahon back then was still a big size guy. Yeah. And he looked at Daniels against Undertaker and was like, why would Undertaker listen to him? <laughs> why would he listen to Paul like, Bearer? Because he's heavier yeah, it's than like, him? It's, <laughs> it's, it's because of the psychology, Vince. That's what it is. And Daniels can show psychology. Right. I think Daniels would have been way better as the higher power than Vince McMahon, who we had just seen, you know, with Austin. Could you imagine Christopher Daniels versus um, Stone Cold Steve Austin at a pay-per-view? That would have been awesome. Holy shit. So, hey, yeah, I, you I, never I, know we could still get it. We still, well, no, Stone Cold ain't ever <laughs> Never say never in pro wrestling. Sure of. But um, I liked this as an opener, considering this being the opener and, and who these guys are and everything. I had so much fun. I I scored this one a B. I don't know if we're ranking all the matches, but I did just to come <laughs> up with a rank for the pay-per-view itself. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I gave it a B. I thought this was the perfect way to start the match or the show, I should say. Yeah, it was it was definitely like I said, it was a good opener. Up next we had the three way women's match featuring Riho defeating Yuka Sakazaki and Nyla Rose. Now I know you and I have different feelings about this one. We do. I, I still think it was a good match, don't get me wrong. I just said I'm still not hundred percent sold on Nyla Rose. Right. To me, and it's not a trans thing at all. It's she's not as good as Nia. Oh my God, she's trans. <laughs> she's she's not as good as Nia Jax. I Pro- would definitely disagree. Well, I haven't seen enough as yet. As, uh, as amazing I haven't seen enough yet. Pasty. The two examples I gave you on the phone should have been enough to show you Nia Jax couldn't do either of those two. Okay, the, the 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 double catch was fucking awesome. I don't remember the first awesome. spot that you said. You don't remember the uh, springboard knee while, she, while um, she was hanging over the top rope? I don't believe so. I might have been doing something at the time, but I tried to pay attention to this match because I want to be sold on Nyla Rose. I really do. First of all, um, somebody who listens to the show sent me a message and and said something about Nyla. That's why I said, oh my gosh, she's somebody said something about, oh, you said that you have a super crush on Nyla Rose. Did you know she's a man? Okay. First of all, do you she's know not who you're talking to? That's what I would have responded if I were you. Right. First of all, she's not a man. She's a woman. Right. Okay. It's the surgery. She done. was born. She was born as 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 a male, and that's fine. On this day, as of today, right now, that is a woman. Yes. That's what she chose to be. That's what she did. Body shape doesn't say asshole. so, but I am an asshole. Yeah. That's what happens. Okay. And I don't judge women on their past. Right. I judge women on their present. And if she's a woman right now, she's a woman to me. I would still fuck her. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I thought this was actually the way I thought that the uh, three-way tag match was to showcase Private Party. I felt like this match was to showcase Nyla Rose. I think she really stole the show. Ryo and Sakazaki were phenomenal. And they did really good at bumping around for Rose, which was their job. And they helped make her look better. If there was other women who couldn't sell as good, I don't think Nyla would have looked as mm. good. I like the fact but that they they're also, still keeping Nyla from a win, too, because it'll make it that much better when she does. That is good. And Excalibur even kind of pointed out how it was Nyla Rose's complacency. Because she had Yeah, she had times that she could have won the match the win, but wanted to keep going. But she did yep. So I, that could be something going forward. That could be kind of a, a theme going on, and I like that. Um, I do like that they did show off Ryo and Sakazaki's Joshi style because a lot of people aren't familiar with that here in the United States. 
lot of high spots, near falls, and the, the man. I've been repping Joshy really style my this. whole life. <laughs> yeah, you have. Uh, fans were really into this. Um, one thing I thought this is the last thing I put on my notes, Pacey, which completely is separate from you. But we're two different people. We can feel different yes. ways. Last note I have here on this match. What is certain is Rose has the makings of a breakout star for AEW if she can continue delivering at this level. I think I just I think AEW has to be careful about how they push her. And it's I not I mean they, they should. They should just push her like any other woman. But the amount of backlash you can get from the Trump supporters in the world, I mean that could Maybe it doesn't matter to them, but I. The Trump supporters are going to go to WWE. Right, Come right. On. Oh well, the Trump uh, from. We did, got do, we got the we got. Do our, we got uh, that we in got the news? The, um, Bernie Sanders. We got the Bernie Sanders guys. Do we here. do we have that in the news? <laughs> Fox is trying to get Trump to make an appearance on SmackDown after they make the move. I didn't oh, that'll be so that. fucking. I, I, I don't. I, I believe it, and I don't think it's a bad thing. Anytime, no matter who the president is, you can get the president on your show. That's a plus. Uh, I don't like Trump. I don't back Trump. I don't want to see Trump. Man, remember when Trump was on Saturday Night Live? I wish he'd do that while he was in office. Remember when Trump was on WWE? Yeah, it it wasn't even be his first appearance. It was pretty entertaining. Come on. He owned WWE. Uh, moving on, we got the men's fatal four-way match. We had Adam Page defeating Jimmy Havoc. Jungle Boy and MJF, as he should. Uh, let's uh, actually, we should say at this point, Pasty, you're up um, two to one. Yes, we both had Shima for the win, so we both picked up one point there. You picked Riho, who I'm a huge fan of, and I think she definitely deserved that win. And I see great things coming for her. But I, of course, picked Nyla Rose. Um, on this one, we both picked MJF, who lost. But if anybody was going yeah. to win who wasn't MJF, Adam Page is the way to go. Right, with, with his match yes. coming up. I just thought that he could lose without being pinned, and that's what I thought they were mm-hmm. going to do. I was wrong. I still liked it. This was uh, a good match for a Fatal 4-Way. It was okay. Yeah. Um, I heard that MJF went too long on his promo, and that upset a few of the wrestlers backstage, especially Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. But he's the best at promos. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody fact, who can, can out-promo him. In, in the entire... Paul Heyman. Do you think Paul so? Heyman. I want to see that. Oh, easily. Oh. Easily. Um, and, um, and then watch him get Kevin his ass Owens. kicked by Brock Lesnar afterwards. Fuck yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Kevin Owens could out-promo him. I'll give Kevin Ooh. that nod. Um, Alexa Bliss could out-promo him. <laughs> There's not a lot. Let's just say that. There's not a lot, but there are people. I'm, I'm excited for but, him and Jericho to like have a thing. I know Jericho already like uh, talked shit about him because he has a scarf. And that was awesome. Right. Uh, that's but that's but that's classic pro wrestling. Uh, if you go back in time and watch pro wrestling, heels wear scarves. It's been happening since like the it's 60s. It's flamboyancy. 50s. Heels are usually very just, flamboyant. Heels wear scarves. Yes. Yeah, it's just that, that heels. You, you I've never put it, a, a, I've never put a scarf on my heel in my life. Um, there, you're, you're cold though. Is, you got um, heel scarves on your heels today. <laughs> There is a picture that's been going around. I don't have it up on our Facebook page. I don't know if you did, Pasty, but of Jungle Boy actually sitting on Luchasaurus waiting for MJF to shut the fuck up. And he's actually like 
like hanging backwards. Like his knees, his he, he's on his shoulders, but his head is hanging backwards, like by Luchasaurus's butt. Like he's just like, <laughs> oh my god, hurry up! <laughs> it's, it's pretty cute to be. I honest. did see somebody share a picture. You did, I think, on Beef Sticks of them back when they were in fucking wrestling school. Yes, and, and Luchasaurus looks seven years old. <laughs> no, or not Luchasaurus. Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy looks. He seven was about years old. seven years old. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah, there's a cute little throwback of them um, now and then, so I, I recommend checking that it's out. It's nice to know they've been together for that long. They're going to be a good tag team. They have. They went to the same wrestling school. I think they're going to be awesome. MJF is awesome. I didn't think his promo connected here with the audience, at least not as good as he's been doing. And uh, I think part of it was he was trying really hard to pull the gamer card, and, and I don't think it, it, it just didn't hit. I don't know. It was good. I liked it, but the audience didn't seem behind it. Solid match, though. I The one thing I will say that I noticed, it didn't look like any one person stood out. And I guess that can be a good thing, but... If there was one thing I could I, change, I think I would probably put this as the first match on the main card. And then it would have gotten the elevation it deserved. If there's one thing I could change, it would probably be changing it from a four-way to a three-way. And I, I, I hate to say it, I would take out Jungle Boy probably, but I think there was just one too many people taking the attention from everybody else. Yeah. Um, It'll be so good when not. we get Adam Page versus MJF, though. Just, oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So good. Um, I gave this one a C. I wasn't high on this match, but it it let all those four guys on. That, that's what I felt it was, the, the obligatory. Let's have, you know, let's get these four guys on. Yeah. Sort of deal. Yeah. Which, you need them sometimes. And then they said that Jimmy Havoc went to training school with Fergal Devitt or whatever, Finn Balor. And then he yeah. did the fucking chest stomp off the top rope. And I'm like, oh, so is that all they teach in that school? <laughs> is it, is it that and good abs that, and, you, and you failed that half or what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, burn pasty. Uh, that's why he's Actually, not in WWE. I guess this might be the best time to point out. I was listening to a podcast which Matt Morgan was on, and Matt Morgan basically said about Jimmy Havoc, he was like, "What the fuck is this guy's deal? He just looks like a random dude off the street, and I don't want." He see looks him on super my awesome until he takes his mask off, and then I'm like, "Go it's away! Like, just wear the mask during the match. You'll be okay." And it'd be fine if there weren't a lot of people. It's kind of a thing I've got, yeah, with gimmick and doing that same con. Yeah. Um, it's style. just it's just the new metal like emo kind of thing. Yeah. And I love it. I love Jimmy yeah. Havoc. And one on one matches with the right guys, he can it's just, just tear the house you picture down. him one way down. and then he takes off the mask and you're like, That's not what I expected. It's just like yeah. it's just like Joey Janela with the sunglasses. It's like keep him the fuck on. It and somebody who kinda seems exactly the same person as as Jimmy Havoc. Darby Allen took on Cody. I Rose. like Darby <laughs> Allen. He's like the Marshall Mathers I, of wrestling. <laughs> that's I don't know if that's good or bad, Pasty. <laughs> He's uh, gonna Cody be a really Dar great underdog for this company. And I First of all, let's say Cody and Darby went to a time limit draw, which I thought was just awesome. You know, yeah, they started that, calling the time limit in the match, match prior <laughs> just so it wasn't weird. <laughs> well, I think that's the only one that went that long also. Yeah. And let me say, as a fan who who I've said I grew up watching NWA and WCW in the 80s and, and early 90s. I love time limits on every match because if you put time limits on every match, every now and then you can pull off the time limit draw and it doesn't seem cheap. WWE every now and then will do a time limit draw, but it'll be the one match that they say, 
Oh, and don't forget that they have a 10 minute time limit. It's like, as soon as they say that, you know, they're going to hit the time. Yeah. I like having a set time and I like it. A, it just seems professional. It seems like you're running a real sports show. Right. There's time, a time fucking we have matters. this many yeah. matches. We have this much for the Honestly, pay-per-view channel. Honestly, maybe now that WWE is not doing wrestling during commercials, they should start doing it too. And then and then everybody can be that. like, ah, oh, you jacked that from AEW. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. I would love it. As long as we don't go back to um, getting disqualified for throwing people over the top rope. <laughs> I never was a fan getting of that. Getting disqualified for what? For when did that happen? Oh my gosh, in the oh, 80s, okay. both in NWA and WWF, that was a rule. If you threw somebody over the top rope, it's, a dis- it's too dangerous, pasty. <laughs> it's so dangerous. It is too dangerous. They, they weren't jumping off ladders back then, were they? What is wrong with you people? Over the top rope, onto the concrete, pasty. That's a whole, that's a whole eight you? feet. Who could survive that? What is wrong with you? Yeah, that was... I want to go back in time and be like, hey... In just about 15 years, you're going to watch Mick Foley plummet to his death from 40 feet. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, that was a joke because he's not really going to die, but uh, watch out for Owen Hart. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We got to get moving. We're, I knew we were going to spend a lot of time on this, but we're spending even more than I thought. Well, the more we talk about it, the more I realize I like some of these matches. Cody versus Darby was good. Cody, Cody is still impressing me. I liked his role as like the bigger. I'm not used to seeing Cody be the big guy, so that right. was correct. It was good. And Darby is the best seller ever. And that coffin drop off the top rope onto the hardest part of the ring that they had to remind us. God damn it, AEW, don't ever do that again. We know, we know. It's, I want a company to strive to make the softest edge of a wrestling ring. It's <laughs> right. like completely like Nerf foam. Make it out of those. Um, make it out of those those pool noodles. There you go. <laughs> I was I was pissed when they said that because their last pay per view, I even went went out of my way to point out that they didn't say that when somebody hit it. I was like, it's so refreshing to not hear them say it every time they hit it. Oh my god, he said. <laughs> I will say though, Pasty, as you say that, uh, one of my notes here is uh, the coffin drop elbow off the top of the apron was unbeatable. Yes, and it actually deserved them to say that's the hardest part of the ring, unlike ninety percent of the time when they do it. <laughs> I still don't think they have no. to say it. No, it would have been better to just say, oh, my God, he died. The thing I felt with this match is this was my kind of match. Honestly, I didn't think these two had any chemistry together. I didn't feel it. And it made me think of you can have two two of the greatest wrestlers in the world. And the one that pops into my mind, Undertaker and Stone Cold. Basically, go back in your memory and think of one good Undertaker Stone Cold match. You can't. Two of the greatest wrestlers of all time, they never had chemistry yeah. together. They never had good matches. Not because either one's a bad wrestler. They just didn't click. And they had a lot of matches. I together. do think you they could have replaced clicked. Cody with anybody else in this match would have been just as good. I think so. I was expecting more of like a Triple H Mankind type match with Darby just taking so much punishment and Cody being like the cerebral sort of deal, you know? Which I know it's ironic comparing Cody to Triple H, but... Hey, he did know, that to himself. Um, <laughs> exactly. They both did good. Mm-hmm. They both did good. Um, to be honest, the crowd was super hot for this. So I might have been the only one who didn't feel chemistry because the crowd was super hot. It's really hard not to be I behind just, Darby. Like, I found myself, I like, right away, I'm like, oh, missing. yeah. 
I don't even know who this guy like is, but going, yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, no, I loved him, but I felt like they were going through the motions, and they did the motions yeah. perfect. I just still felt like they were going through the motions. I loved the ending. Perfect timing. They timed it to where, obviously, Cody was paying attention because he jumped on Ar- Ar- on Arby's. He jumped on the <laughs> Arby's. That motherfucker got a roast beef and cheddar at the two-second mark, so there's no way he could have gotten the pin. And give the ref credit. That she hit her 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 hand slaps to the yes. mat on cue also. Two, one, and then she couldn't get the last one in because the yep. power. So that Good was awesome. Shit. What wasn't awesome is <laughs> post match. Well, before before okay. we get to that, one last thing I want to say is Jim Ross sold this fucking Darby yes. out like a car sales. Yes, he did. And. Before we go, Pasty, have you seen the Darby Allen John Moxley match that they just had? What? Go back and watch that. Throw it in your YouTube. Oh, machine. I'm going to. This is what I wanted to see, and obviously Moxley and and Cody are different people, but this shows Darby Allen and his and these two have chemistry. And there's even an awesome spot when Moxley tapes his hands, Darby's hands behind his back, nice. and Darby still does a uh, tope suicida onto Moxley, <laughs> handsless. So go hit up your YouTube machine. It's in a small, dinky, independent promotion. Good. It was only a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. But this is better. To me, that match was better. Than Darby. Go check it out. All of you folks. After just seeing him one time, I got to say he's got to be one of the better sellers in the industry right now. Oh, he's oh, amazing. I just want to see him get beat up all the time. I want to see him. I just put him up against a giant. Do we even have a giant? Kenny Omega's like your giant, isn't he? Oh, I guess, yeah. Lucha. Nyla Rose. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that would. I, I would love to that see might him sell Nyla me Rose. on Nyla Rose, to be honest. Even though Tony Khan. Yeah, there won't be intergender. I don't like that. Couldn't you make a? Couldn't you make that. a stipulation for Nyla Rose though? I don't know. I don't know how all of that goes, and I don't want to be stepping on toes. But let's uh, let's step on toes here with this final moment of this match. This is what everybody's Woo! talking about after the pay per view. Sean Spears, he's in the ring. He's got a chair. What's going on? He's Cody's good friend from a long time. Oh, my God. He hit him with the chair. And, folks, it wasn't good. Not only did he ch- hit him with the chair, he cocked all the that way That was back, a loud fucking chair shot. And Cody never even put his hands up. Just ducked his head to put his head straight at now, it. You go ahead with your complaints, but I got something I do want to say. Well, first thing I want to say Nobody. is Tony Khan has come out and said that the chair was gimmicked. So, and I believe them. I don't think they're just right. saying that. He hit him too too low Cody, is what it was. Yeah, Cody or Sean or both of them fucked up that spot because I don't believe it was planned. Cody legitimately got 10 staples yes. in his head. This was not planned. But I still think even if it was gimmicked, it's super unnecessary. At very least, Cody, put your hands up because it looks like it's I honestly real. think Cody... Nobody sees somebody swinging something at their head and just presents their head. It's like it's like the fucking South Park episode with Miss Chokes on Dick. Yeah. And South Park saying, suck, uh, suck my balls. And she just looks at him and says, present them. <laughs> it's like, what did Sean Spears just say? Present your head. <laughs> And he's, all right. <laughs> no, see, what I, I I honestly think Cody Rhodes turned the wrong way. I think Sean was kind of stationed in the ring a little bit to the other side, and so he didn't see him right away, so he didn't start to get his hands up. 
he, I don't know, going back and watching it a second time, I think he was watching him for a while. I think he had. It would make sense, though, because also if he would have been, if he was supposed to turn the other way, Sean would have hit him differently. You know, you would have had to come at him with the chair from a different angle. But why would he duck his head towards the chair and not put his hands up? Like, your instincts would be to put your hands up anyway. He was probably trying to get to the gimmicked part. I don't know. The, it was the the, the rim <laughs> of the know. top of the chair is what caught the back of his head. But here's my thing. Right away, they showed him for a good five, ten seconds on the ground. There was no blood. And he wasn't bleeding. And then yeah. they cut away from him. And I really think he could have bladed and fucked up the blading. First of all, I've never known any single wrestler to blade the back of their it head. It didn't bleed for a while, though. That is what's weird that. to but me. But if you have ever actually busted open your head or even a lot of other parts of your body, when it's not like a straight razor cut and it's something that all of a sudden splits mm-hmm. wide open, a lot of times it doesn't start bleeding until a little bit. You know what I mean? I think that made it look more genuine, to be honest. I did see what you say, and I went back and tried to check. It's hard to tell. There's no way he got 10 staples because he bladed wrong. Cody's not that much of an right. actor. Yeah. I And, again, wrestlers don't blade the back of their head. They blade their forehead. They blade the top of their head. Sometimes they go down. Sometimes they go across. I, I, don't, I don't think Cody would have bladed the back of his head. And I see, I mean, they showed pictures of the gash open. Yeah. And the announcers. That's a blade job, Pacey. He had a scalpel. (laughs) And the announcers said they thought they saw flesh hanging or something. I didn't see that, but. Um, The announcers, I love you all. And you said what all of us were thinking. Do not promote CTE in the middle of your fucking pay-per-view. You avoid that at all fucking costs. They talked about CTE every third fucking sentence. Oh my god. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm CTE. missing out on something here. The shit that made fucking um uh, uh, uh chronic trauma. The thing that made fucking Benoit kill his kids, you know, oh. when you get hit in the head and, and you get brain damage. CTE. Oh, okay. I did I I guess I oh, wasn't paying attention. I was like in my own little world like figuring oh, things out. Oh my god, they wouldn't shut up about I'm really it. good it's at toning out up. announcers. I don't know. But they need to shut up cuz that that did not Yeah, no. Not the situation. at all. I no. didn't think not them no. pushing it. Uh, Pacey, I gave this match a B plus, and I'm only adding the plus for the story building at the end, even though I personally didn't agree with how right. they did it. I'm still interested. Oh, Sean in Spears this story. versus they Cody is going to be fun. Yeah, we got to yes. move on. We got the Elite versus the Lucha Brothers. I'm going to try to go quickly through this. Um, first thing I want to say, Pacey, love the Elite's outfit. Wish Kenny Omega uh, would have got came. his. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Kenny. Uh, yeah, picking Akuma is not the best. The best part is, is that's for... not even like a, it's not a fighter fest spoof. Like, oh, it didn't. <laughs> no, that was real. It didn't show up in time. Yeah. So, well, and Akuma just isn't the best pick. Like, even even people that play, um, other than people that are like really in, like I'm really in the. I'm not. Fighter, so I didn't know. I like know I knew Akuma. who Matt and Nick yeah, were, have you but even like, heard of yeah. Akuma? Yeah. Is I mean, that the monster guy? M Bison would have been perfect. No, Akuma came out um, like in the third or fourth. It was right after Street Fighter 2, after all the turbos and all the remakes they did. And he was the person that trained Ryu. I don't know. And he was like the lead villain in that one. But yeah, don't do not do somebody that people don't know. Don't do not do somebody people don't know. But the costumes were awesome. He should have been M. Bison. The, the biggest miss to me, why not have the Luchas dress up 
as the Mortal Kombat ninjas. You could have Phoenix as Scorpion. You got the fire connection. You got Penta El Cerro as Sub-Zero. They're both Zero in the game. And put Laredo Kid as Reptile because he's just the third one. (laughs) (laughs) And you could have had Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat and they got the masks and it just... It would have been been awesome. awesome. Why didn't they do that? (laughs) I would have loved that. That was the biggest... I think that was the biggest miss in this whole pay-per-view was not doing a Street Fighter versus Mortal Kombat. Well, we've tried for years to get on WWE's creative team. Maybe we can get in with AEW here. (laughs) Maybe. What do you have to say about this match? Honestly, I like this better than the last uh, Bucks versus Bros match. Just because the pacing was more on point. And I love seeing Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks working together. The entrance was cool. The the, the Batista shit was stupid. And I know that's one of Big B from your part. Trying to be WWE. That is. I put that on our our Facebook page. Like, why did you copy a WWE moment? Just... I get it, you had your one big pay-per-view and you went out there and said the shit you wanted to say and it's been building up, but let's get past it. I mean, if it was something that Batista kind of did talk shit a little bit about AEW's not a viable alternative or whatever to... But, but why even give him the credit of acknowledging him? Why not just go out there and make money and show him? Why not wait until Batista is asking to be on your roster or to be on yeah, your show? I... Like, that's how you get I don't know. Back. The saving grace was the Bucks had the interview after the show, and they had said that they want every event they do to feel like a party. And I guess, yeah, that works because it's fun. But it, it, from a business standpoint, it's not great. But it was, no, it's, it's fun stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't nearly as effective as Cody smashing the fucking throne. Right. I agree. 100%, <clears throat> which I didn't like either, but I, I understood. Uh, I was on the edge of my seat this entire one. This was amazing. Um, these teams worked great together. It was a together. lot of I fun. I thought this really, really put Laredo Kid on the map for myself and many some others. Some insane chain spots and just holy fuck. I can't even remember them offhand, but I remember my mind being blown out the back of my fucking skull. Well, one thing I thought was great by the announcers. Uh, 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 let me just say this now. The commentators did so much better this time around than last time. I know they replaced the one guy with... Um, golden boy who is who is actually a, a gaming announcer and i thought he did better than the last guy they had at double or nothing and i think jim ross did better this time around excalibur did better i i think the the commentating is definitely yeah they're coming better. into it they're coming into it and like like we said it's gonna take time they gotta work together for a while to feel each other out for sure but the commentators i thought did a great job covering up for the slip that nick jackson had on the ropes because mm-hmm. he, he jumped up to the ropes and then he kind of slipped and he had to kind of re-jump up on there. But they made it sound like that gave the Laredo kid time to climb up to the to, the the ring post and do a springboard Spanish fly. To yeah, but what if, he, what if, oh, what if he didn't Pacey, slip did though? I what mention? if he did stall did because the timing wasn't right? There was a springboard Spanish oh, fly yeah. to the ground, yeah, there was. Holy shit. Oh, there was, this was nuts. Well, the truth is, Laredo Kid waited for him to get his bearings, so it would have went. I think it would have went fine originally. But I thought that was good that they that they sold. And it he the way caught they himself did. well. He did. Um, but that being said, as I told you before we started re- recording, I need to say that this should have been the latest in an intense rivalry between the Bucks and the Bros. And to me, this lacked any intensity that I expected. (laughs) 
it seemed that seemed to be a unifying thread to the show. I don't think anybody had a lot of intensity, but the intensity was there at double or nothing. Like it felt like they were out for each other, but here it kind of felt like a handful of guys having a fun time wrestling each other, having a blast, but it felt more like an exhibition than an actual grudge match that was at the top of this. Yeah, no, I get you there. But then again, it is a six man tag and not the actual rivalry, but it is, but it isn't. Yeah. And, and also they got to like build that Kenny Omega versus Pentagon match that's coming up. And yeah, I don't know. I had fun with it. It wasn't the best thing in the world, but it was definitely fun. I gave it an A minus. I'll take that. I was just, I wanted more. And folks, that's the end of our predictions for AEW fighter fest. In a moment, the lights are going to come go out. And when they come back on, it will be unsanctioned. Yes. Wait a second. <laughs> we forgot to mention the horrible, horrible. Um, what, is, what are the guys called during the Fatal Four Way? They're not. Um, no, during the. Oh, best friends, the um, fucking. Oh my god. Which, by the way, they used to be. They used to be the Super yep. Smash Brothers, and they've joined. And Super Smash Brothers are amazing. They're great. But they have this gimmick, which could be good, and we've seen it a double They need to take less time to set it up. <laughs> but the, the, the lights went off, and they went off for like 90 yeah, seconds. I took a nap. Before they got everybody in place. And then they turned on, and there were all these masked guys of the... It's not the you Brotherhood. Can't, what is, if, it's if there's something. any wrestling fans out there like me, you can't... <sighs> there's people drinking at these events, sometimes heavily. And for me... If I'm in a dark space, I tend to lose myself. And and you can't have the lights off for 90 seconds when there's drunk people, folks. And not only that, the guys surrounded the rings. Then the lights went off again for about 90 fucking seconds. And then they were just gone and nope, nothing happened. it was dumb. And I'm like, uh, the Dark Order, there that's what go. it's called. And I, I'm interested in the Dark Order. I love the Super I'm more Smash interested Brothers. in the sequel to Dark Crystal. But um, this, this could be the Dark Order could be the sequel to Dark Crystal. But yeah, they, they screwed up that as well. I think they're not doing that well. All right, Pasty, continue on. Yes. Now we're not sanctioned. The lights have went out and came back on. And we have a pretty nice hardcore match between John Moxley and Joey Janela, which pushed it pretty good. But I don't think it went as far as I had hoped. I figured John Moxley would be so excited to bleed, and he barely did. These are two CZW veterans of different eras. Um, yeah, this should I have been fucking more. huge. I expected more. I agree. I Maybe they had more, more crazy but... spots planned, but after the Cody thing, they're like, ah, pump the brakes a little bit, boys. I really liked it. I liked bringing out thumbtacks twice because fans go fucking yep. insane over thumbtacks. I liked the atomic drop onto thumbtacks. You don't see that right. enough. The feet. You always throw your opponent's back mm. onto it or their shoulder. He literally drove his feet onto it. So every time he wants to stand up, he's <laughs> feeling those thumbtacks. That, that was, was cool. cool. I liked that. Um, it, it, I got down here. It lasted 20 minutes. Maybe they did a great job because it didn't feel like no. 20 minutes to me. They had some good spots um, and they, I, they did some good stuff with tables. I I would have said it deserved to go longer than 20 minutes, but either way, um, yeah, this 
They did the table spot. They did every spot. You barbed expected. wire chair. They had the barbed wire. Yeah, barbed wire boards. All of that stuff. So, um, good for for a hardcore match. We don't know how they're gonna do hardcore matches in AEW going forward. We have had Tony Khan say on the TV show, we're not gonna do it at all on the pay per views. You know, we'll do a little more. So it's hard to gauge this as far as an AEW crowd, but since these are both veterans of CZW, if I'm gauging it on a CZW crowd, it's mm-hmm. a C plus, maybe a B minus. It was a, it was a fun time. I like the barbed wire boards the best. I do believe. I wish there would have been a little bit more with them, or when Moxley had his spot with it, he would have landed on it better. Yeah, that brings me back to uh, FMW. Yeah. I used to love watching FMW. I did like seeing Janela actually so, get tangled in it. That was cool. That's yes. always good. Mick Foley was good for that. The, the long hair mm-hmm. helps. Enjoy Janela has that. Whenever you're in a barbed wire match, when you get your long hair tangled in it, it just looks a little better. My my only complaint about the match is it felt like maybe Moxley thought he's too big to take a, a, a beating. Not that he had to lose, but he didn't take nearly as much punishment as Janela. And I get that. I agree. But Moxley hasn't been hardcore for a long fucking time, and the world knows it. They call him the PG version of Joey Janela. <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, I agree that either Moxley felt he was too big for it, or that the elite felt. He yeah, was they want to keep him safe, not sure protect which him. One. <sighs> not sure which one. I agree. And with now that. we've got a six-man tag s- coming up soon with John Moxley, Joey Janela, and Havoc versus. Uh, MJF and a couple of other heels. I don't remember. It's good. Yeah, That's it going to be good. At this point, we should uh, remind everybody, Pasty is up 3-2. Pasty won the AEW fight. Yeah, I'm good on these three, AEW two. ones, man. Out of six, you at it, least got it. <laughs> you're, you're owning the AEW It's events. good. It'll balance out the year a lot better. Although I'm hoping now that Heyman's in the driver's seat, me, I should pick up some many. WWE ones here soon. <laughs> right? <laughs> um... Best match of the night, Pasty. I put down John Moxley versus Joey Janela. Uh, I think I'm going to agree with you because it's the one I remember the clearest out of all oh, of it. Wow. I wanted to say the Elite okay. versus Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid, but the more we talked about that, yeah. Uh, Moxley versus Joey Janela, though, is something I was very much looking forward to, and they did pull out some pretty decent stops. And Joey Janela was fucking awesome, getting the shit kicked out of him and still flipping oh. off John Moxley and laughing at him. He's and how about the fucking beatdown on Moxley afterwards by Kenny Omega in which Moxley just laughed about it? And that was a good throwback, Dude. though. That was a good yes. throwback. To, to where Moxley came out Tie and that shit up shit. in a Now you come back and fucked with him. I, I like that storytelling. Yes. That's good. That's what we need. That's hey, and we, we forgot want. to talk about... Jabaley trying to drown Michael Nakazawa in the pool. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. Or did we forget? Uh, or did we block it out? Um, there were, there were. I, I will agree. There were two dumbest lines of the night. The one I want to point out is uh, right after the non-sanctioned John Moxley Joey Janela match, and I, I think. It was either Excalibur or it was uh, Golden Boy. I don't remember which one it was, but he was like, they went through all that and it won't even go down in the record books. It's unsanctioned. 
Oh, shut the fuck up. All right, up. when this when this pay-per-view goes to DVD, I need to see that they that match is that not match on there. On there. <laughs> yep, they can't have the match because it was unsanctioned. All the replays have to have it cut off. You only could have ever seen it live. They have to take down all the yeah. YouTube videos. I just, that was like, <laughs> oh, that's a very WWE line. Super uh, WWE line. I mean, oh if, it, if it counts like in an AEW sense, at least Joey Janela didn't get a loss against him. Cool. Yeah, I'm down with that. <laughs> but other than that, it doesn't make any fucking sense. Shut up. It's still going right. on in the record books. Uh, and Pacey, you were right. They brought up another very WWE Yep, line. and that's the hardest part of the ring. We already went the there. We the already ring. went there once. We didn't have to go there again. <sighs> Sick of it. Okay, Pasty, we are we went really long on that. I knew we would. I didn't think we'd go that long. So it'll help that I didn't see didn't the next one. Yeah, yet, exactly. I'm gonna rush. Through All right, this, okay? it's time for Just Ring of Honor, the best in the world. Results. Yes. Pre-show, Roosh defeated Flip Gordon. I didn't watch it. We had Dalton Castle to beat Dragon Lee. Very good match. Not as good as I wanted to between these two guys, but uh, very good. Tag team match, C and Angelina Love and Mandy Leon, also known as The Allure, defeat Jenny Rose and Kelly Klein. Uh, at this point, Pacey and Mac are one and one. one. And Both one. voted for Dalton Castle. Um... It should be two and two because we both voted for the allure. <laughs> uh, either way, um, Kenny King versus Jay Lethal was next. This was an amazing match. Everything you could think of these two amazing athletes. Kenny King ended up beating Jay Lethal. It was really fun. We had a pure rules match versus uh, Jonathan Gershom versus Silas Young. This was actually the old pure title rules match. And they mentioned something about... Um, Somebody's still having the actual pure title, so I'm hoping they bring the pure title back. I was a huge fan of the pure title. I actually have a DVD of every title change of the pure chi- title. And um, they had specific rules. Not going to go over them here, but certain rules to where, like, um, there's a, you only have three rope breaks per match. And, in fact, if you, get, if you do things like a low blow or a closed fist punch, that would be a disqualification you actually lose a rope break. So at a certain point, you lose up all your rope breaks. If you're in a pin or submission, you grab the rope, doesn't mean a damn thing. I thought that was kind of is that way in wrestling Um, anyway. They just don't talk about it. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Jonathan Gresham ended up beating Silas Young by submission. That was, this was a really good match. I really loved it. Briscoe brothers versus Eli Drake ended up being the, uh, tag team partner for Nick Aldis. He is now exclusively with NWA. I love Eli Drake. I think, Pasty, you said before you don't really remember. No, I love Eli Drake. Drake. Dummy, is. yeah. Oh, okay. Sure. I love the okay. dummy button. Sorry. He's awesome. I love Eli Drake. He's amazing. That's a great win. For I want him in WWE. I don't know why. Up. I just think he'd be a good heel in WWE. He could be great. ROH TV Championship match scene. Shane Taylor successfully defend against Bandito. This was an awesome match. Recommend going back and watching this, folks. We had a six-man tag team championship. Villain Enterprises kept their titles, defeating Lifeblood. Of course, Villain Enterprises is PCO, Brody King, and, of course, the villain Marty Skrull. And Lifeblood consists of PJ Black and his cohorts Mark Haskin and Tracy Williams. 
Last, we had the ROH World Championship match. Matt Taven successfully defended his title against Jeff Cobb. Love Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb looked great here. Definitely was nowhere near the best match of the night. They need to get the title off Matt Taven. One of the best matches I've seen Matt Taven in, but I'm still not a fan of his. Jeff Cobb is what everybody wants Michael Elgin to be. He's got personality, he's got athleticism, and he's huge and can suplex like a motherfucker. Oh, that being said, Pasty, I put the best match of the night as Shane Taylor versus Bandito for the TV title. Love Shane Taylor. He does so much for such a big loke. And Bandito is just going to end up taking over the world pretty and soon. And I have to give my best night uh, match of the night to the Briscoe Brothers versus Eli Drake and Nick Aldis. There you go. I you can't. can do that. I'll allow you to do it. Um, I put this pay-per-view grade at probably, looking at everything on here, um, B-. B- and they're getting the minus because the main event was not as good as I wanted it to be. Okay. That should have been better. Moving on! Yes, strap on your cleats for the weekly Elite Dirt Sheet. Skate, skate, skate! On my teats. It was revealed that Kane Velasquez will make his in-ring debut at Triple A's Triple Mania. See, what the fuck does this have to do with the Elite Pasty? Well, he'll be teaming with Cody and Psycho Clown, one of Triple A's Triple A's top baby face. One of Triple H's. <laughs> He'll be one of Triple H's top yeah. baby faces. To go up against the trio of Taurus, Texano Jr., and a surprise partner. You can always tell the gringos from the Hispanos when they say Tejano as Texano. Look, <laughs> yes. The biggest hit about the identity of the surprise partner so far is that he has MMA skills. Chris Jericho? <laughs> also on the card, the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid have a chance to avenge their loss to the Elite in a rematch from Fighter Fest. Yeah, it will be. I'm excited to see that, potentially. You know what I think would be awesome? What if this AAA also involved CEO? And they find out that the uh, surprise partner, it was a typo. He he doesn't have skills in MMA. He has skills in MMOs. <laughs> <laughs> he's just big on the multimedia online games. You know what I mean? He's he's a big guy in Fortnite. This motherfucker knows what he's doing. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I just thought that was cute. <laughs> oh, Pacey. Um... Speaking of Fighter Fest, though, in a post-interview after Fighter Fest, Tony Khan revealed what he didn't like about last year's All In, which most people thought very highly about. He said, quote, There are two things I didn't like about All In. Jordan Grace getting punched and the penis druids. Um, I liked Jordan Grace getting punched just because I am big on equality with female and male wrestlers, and everybody knows and that. And I liked penis druids just because I'm big I... on male anatomy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I was happy to hear that Tony Khan also didn't like the penis druids. It made me feel a little better. Because a lot of people seem to like them other than, like, WWE marks. Now, instead of beach balls at AEW events, everybody's going to wear penis costumes. Yeah, can do it. Start just start throwing dildos around. Instead of throwing instead of throwing streamers like ROH, they're gonna start throwing dildos in the ring. 
You get a dildo, and you get a dildo, and you get a dildo. <laughs> to be fair, he's not associated. They're stuck all over the walls in the sensory room. Oh boy. Oh boy. Just a few hours after StarCast events revealed that WWE Hall of Famer Booker T would be appearing at StarCast 3, it appeared that wouldn't be the case. Who would have guessed? <laughs> he just signed a new extension with WWE. <laughs> Shucky <laughs> no Dougie <way>. Quack Quack. <laughs> <laughs> with Booker releasing a short statement on social media indicating he will not be appearing after all. There has already been a great deal of speculation as to why this has happened, ranging from WWE blocking the move after finding out about it to StarCast prematurely ejaculating the appearance prior to coming to terms on a deal. <laughs> yes. It's interesting to note that Booker's Reality of Wrestling is co-hosting the Deep Impact show in Houston. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> With Impact Wrestling tonight. If you're listening to it the day it drops. Yes. Just stop trying to get WWE guys to fucking go to StarCast. Right, it's, it's just not going to happen. use your time in much better ways. Fuck. So, um, to play devil's advocate, the, the whole um, Deep Impact show... To be fair, reality of wrestling is its own thing. And yes, Booker is one of the owners of it, and he's the the face of it, but it is its own entity. And so WWE has no contractual obligations to it, and WWE can't tell it one way or the other what to do. They could persuade Booker in one way or the other. They could say, hey, Booker, we really don't want you to do, you know, that. But they, they honestly have no Do you want some of this no Saudi money rights. without ever having to leave the country? <laughs> But they have no legal rights. But Booker is Booker T himself is physically under a WWE contract, and so they technically can prevent him from going to StarCast. So it is interesting to note that they're allowed to do an Impact show, but not StarCast. But again, to be fair, Reality of Wrestling is has no connection to WWE, even though a contracted <laughs> WWE guy owns part of it. If that makes any sense, maybe, yeah. maybe not. It's stuff. Um, it still is still shitty. shitty. Still shitty. Booker T isn't even a regular no. WWE. Let him just go to start. Just get some promotion with these fucking. Do they realize how worse they look by not letting these guys go? When if you let one or two of them go to these events, that would really have some goodwill towards these re- these diehard wrestling fans that are boycotting My, them. Now I have a new question. Has Sam Roberts done anything at or around StarCast? Nope. What a fucking pussy. <laughs> I, I don't even what? listen to him I anymore. No. Nope. his show for nope. a long Since he no. grew the beard, He's since literally... he grew the beard, and I saw him on the pre-show, I'm like, uh. <laughs> he... he is, to me, he's basically, um, uh, oh. He's Monica Lewinsky, and Vince McMahon is uh, Bill Clinton. Okay, I like that. <laughs> I was trying to think of the uh, the guy that died and used to do all those. Uh, Billy Mays. Billy Mays, yeah, he's basically <laughs> WWE's Billy. Mays. I like Monica Lewinsky like, better. He's not. He's, tech- he's, he's sucking not the hell out of Vince. To them, but That's why he grew he the beard. Vince wanted his balls tickled too. Um, I, I do want to mention also that um, um, a couple weeks ago or last week or one of the weeks, 
of something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard had to have a uh, best of because Bruce Pritchard had a, had to go to the dentist and he had a medical emergency and Tony Schiavone course he's the narrator of the best of when this happens and he was like when i first heard he had a medical emergency the first thing i thought was that he had to get his head removed from vince's ass <laughs> <laughs> i just laughed so hard to be fair though i don't know if you've uh, listened to any grilling with jr but uh, with jr being contracted with aew and conrad being associated with it oh they drop aew shit all the time <laughs> They're constantly talking to AEW uh, on that show. Constantly. Yeah. Which is good. Yeah. It's very good. Um, this is um not as good as it could. <laughs> AEW filed to trademark the term Wednesday Night Dynamite on June 18th. This could indicate that Wednesdays is the planned night for AEW's weekly cable show. I was really hoping for Tuesday. Because they filed for Tuesday Night Dynamite back in November. Exactly. I think they're just uh, covering their bases. I don't think they know yet. And let's be honest, it's um, it's TNT's I mean, call, not theirs. Tuesday Night Dynamite, it's like TNT, but it's a different word. And then TND doesn't really make sense. But at least WND is like Wednesday, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It, it's hard. So let's let's put this down in the numbers. So Monday we know it's yep. going to be raw, correct? Tuesday, it's probably nothing, yeah. right? And so for for them to rest in the middle of the week where people have a day's break from wrestling to watch more wrestling, that's good. Well, and Wednesday yeah. is NXT though. Wednesday's still going to be yes. NXT, right? But WWE has already moved to make NXT be the force that combats AEW. And so, right, but that's yeah, Wednesday. Yeah. So AEW just they turn their shit. Like if you want to go, we'll go. Thursday is um, Thursday is NFL, and I think MLB also does Thursdays. Am I right? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody watches baseball, <laughs> but NFL okay. does Thursdays. Um, Friday is gonna be yes. SmackDown, and weekends are the death knell for watching cable TV. So you don't want to be on that. So to me, Tuesday is Wednesday. the night. Tuesday, because nothing's on it. Wednesday, has yeah. NXT. I mean, Tuesday would be good, but I think I think they got like NBA or something that was what we were talking about originally when they had wanted Tuesday. Oh yeah, NBA is yeah. on Tuesday. That's right. That's why they yeah. didn't want to do that. So Wednesday they got to compete. With well, NXT, I mean, if 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 which that's... I know NXT is, you can go back and watch yeah. it. It's streaming. Whereas Wednesday night Dynamite won't be unless you. Know <laughs> <laughs> um, that's. That's a big. That's a big. Thing I mean, to yourself up I get it though. You know, you're Cody. You're you're the Bucks. You're Kenny. I get you, it. You're headstrong about this. Like you, you might not take them down, but you want to go to war. You got, you got, you got. You're full of sperm it. and vinegar and piss. The plus that they have is the people that don't have the network have nothing to watch for wrestling yeah. on Wednesday. And those well, could be your remember, there's rumors that Fox that Sports One could be picking up about. NXT going forward. Yeah, but that would still be an. Uh, yeah. First of all, that would they're be not going to pull a, ratings from Fox added, Sports One. Yeah, yeah, that's an added. Um, you know what I mean? The, the people that have TNT, you, you don't have to pay yeah. extra for that, but you have to pay extra for. Yeah, Fox but Sports if WWE one. is willing to aim that cannon but, at you, yeah, you aim your cannon right back at that cannon. <laughs> 
I also don't see WWE moving NXT no. because um, multiple multiple surveys have shown the number one reason people buy the WWE Network. The number one yep. is NXT, and it helps to boost the um, ratings second, for Two Hundred Five Live, which airs right afterwards. Which isn't going to be around. That's almost a hundred percent confirmed. Eh, that's okay, as long as they all get I, distributed. That is, and that I guess is okay. there is no distribution as as, because it's like there's no lines. Well, yeah, and both Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff have history of promoting young, talented, small yeah. guys. Yeah, and I really right? think that this is a very so smart way to present this them. to Fox because I know Fox didn't want the shared rosters, but if you get a shared roster with two completely different productions due to the directors, I think that could be well worth it and it could be beneficial all the way around, like two completely different shows. I'm still hoping Fox makes them locked down it, on a yeah. second roster and we actually get our yeah. split. Yeah, but I mean, if you mix it up until then, too, that helps. Yeah. Oh, of course. And we got it fucking Samoa Joe teaming up with the Viking Warriors. That was dope. Way doper than I... It's just matches I never thought I wanted, but I, I needed. Holy fuck, Pacey. Do you it's know what time, time for it the is? Savage Sentinel. Oh, my gosh. We're not talking and about what do you know? We're exactly on time. The X-Men. <laughs> yes. I know. <laughs> um, I'll bust out this one basically. Okay. health insurance has obviously become the talk of the town in the wrestling world especially recently with John Oliver having an entire segment on WWE refusing to provide its workers with insurance on prior last week, to tonight, Wrestlemania which, by the way, tried folks, to take down the beast it, I love him last week tonight with John Oliver is probably the best show you will ever watch in your life so make sure to catch it whether it's on HBO whether it's on YouTube or whether you find it somewhere else. This show is super knowledge, but it's super entertaining yeah. at the same time. But with that being said, AEW, on the other hand, has promised benefits and lighter schedules for wrestlers, quote-unquote, but has the same answer more or less when it comes to the question of health care. Pasty, there is, however, one promotion that claims to give health insurance and life insurance to its wrestlers. Speaking to the Miami the Miami Herald, Alberto El Patron, formerly Alberto Del Rio in WWE, revealed that his new promotion, Nation Lucha Libre, will offer quote stuff they don't have in other companies. Oh, I can just quote, see it now. He I'm sat down this. Per- yeah, that's what I was gonna say. He sat down for this interview. <laughs> and was like, oh yeah, we're gonna have health insurance too. <laughs> Um, Al Patron, who is teaming with Chavo Guerrero Jr. to form the promotion, said, and folks, we get this transcript via Wrestling Inc. I'm going to give credit where credit's due, folks. Quote, we're always going to have doctors. Our wrestlers are going to have health insurance and life insurance. Stuff they don't have in other Not dental, though. (laughs) Al Patron Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Lisa needs braces. Dental plan. Sorry. Yes. Al Patron explained that NLL, or Nation Lucha Libre, will also include a retirement plan. This is huge, Pasty, because uh, that's the biggest thing. Yeah, because once you're, once you're also in, you're in. That other promoters, no yeah, and he also claimed that other promoters don't care about wrestlers' well-being and they're, quote, just meat to them. Now, this is him saying it, doesn't <laughs> mean it's true, and... But it probably is true. I'm going to assume he didn't come out and say this without it being true. The one thing I want to point out, 
without sounding like Donald Trump, I'm going to try really hard. This is a Mexican company, and the health insurances and the life insurances probably aren't the same that you're going to get in companies yeah. in America. With that being said, that's still better than nothing like you get in WWE or even yes, AEW. Yes, that is very point. true. So if this is true and if it comes to pass, can't believe I'm going to say this. Alberto Del Rio, pasty, is at the forefront of change. Yep. That's probably the only reason he said they're going to do it. <laughs> so he can be at the forefront of something. <laughs> uh, yeah, it this is really is cool. cool. Is I hope I hope he holds to it. I don't think he's got a good rapport, but we'll see. Chavo but, does. Know, he... Of course, this is him, this is Chavo, and of course, there are many people behind the scenes. So you would assume that it's not just, I hope, it's not just Alberto El Patron, you know, being himself. You would hope that there's actually legal people involved that are keeping this in order. So, similar how even AEW isn't just Cody, Matt, Nick, Kenny, and even Tony. Like, they all answer to somebody. Even Tony answers to other people. So, I, I'm i excited about this, and I would hope that this could push, in the future, wrestling companies in the States. We need something. It is long fucking overdue. And folks, if you haven't seen that last week tonight with John Oliver on the WWE, just go to your YouTube machine and put it in, and it'll open more, your More people need Talk to see it, because I have yet to hear any of those chants. Yeah, it isn't is. that sad? It really, really is. Especially when you see how many views those videos have. Like, why why aren't people attempting to make the difference? He goes to some extreme lengths on that show across the board to make a real difference. Yeah, everything. He'll open he up websites about. and start charities and fucking everything just to fucking Legit. prove a point. I love it. Yeah. <sighs> I think you're going to love this. You know what else you're going to love? Yes. Johnny Impact and Taya Valkyrie's The Iron Sheik Massacre. A short film is scheduled for a release sometime this fall. Probably about around Halloween, one would think. Yes. The plot revolves around an Iron Sheik doll that gets struck by lightning and becomes sentient and kills a house full of disrespect new school wrestlers because they're shitting on old school wrestling, including The Iron Sheik. Oh, oh no! Impact says the film, which will pro- which they wrote on their honeymoon. Sounds like <laughs> a weird way to spend your honeymoon, especially with Ty of Valkyrie. Look at, especially with Johnny Impact. Look at him. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. What did they say? It's a about really this? fun, bizarre, crazy thing where it will probably run around 20 minutes when it's all said and done, and it does sound like fun. I am willing. I'm willing to spend 20 Man, minutes I, to watch that. I watched that. Evil oh, Bong and yeah. Rubber. I think I'm cool with this. I've watched both <laughs> of those as well, and they both go past the 20-minute mark. The sad thing is, I don't know about Rubber, but Evil Bong has five Yep, yep, pieces. they come out all the fucking time. I think I've seen two, and I just, oh. I'm like, okay, I've seen enough. <laughs> yeah, you have to, Bong. Tommy Chong. Yeah, 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 that's enough. All the Cottonmouth King and Twisted (laughs) Nice EP songs in the fucking soundtrack. Uh, Cypress Hill, I think. Uh, I'm really excited for I'm going to watch this. I don't know where I got to find it. And I'm willing to try to support it. I can't imagine. You got to be able to get that on Netflix. But uh, yeah, 20 minutes of the Iron Sheik doll killing disrespectful new school wrestlers. 
Oh my gosh. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting yeah. wet just thinking about it. Got a little That's chub stuff. But you know who else got a little chub going? And I don't mean in his pants, I mean his <laughs> belly. The busiest man in wrestling today who is not a fucking wrestler, no, basically. No, he's not. Conrad Thompson. He hosts multiple podcasts, promotes StarCast, and believe this or not, folks, he has a real job. He's a, he's the owner of a mortgage broking company. In yeah, he owns a company. Job. That's a that's a real job. <laughs> oh my gosh! First Family Mortgage. Sit back and reap the benefits. Go to onefc.com. <laughs> Go to onefc.com, folks, if you're having trouble with your mortgage or just want to get a better deal in your home. Anyways, on does top he of record all that, from his like office at work a- for his podcast? I would. I'd go into work, punch in, and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to record nine hours of podcasts today. My business is going to make me a ton of fucking money. (sighs) I know. But, Pasty, on top of all of that. Go home and fuck Ric Flair's daughter. And you know what? Yeah. Not not only is he a husband and father, but he can't be a deadbeat husband and father because Ric Flair would fuck him up. Yeah, because Ric Flair's never been a deadbeat father. You actually have to be a decent husband and father. Well, he has been, but you know that he can still beat up Conrad Thompson and he still loves his uh, yes. daughters. But now, now he's dropped the news, Pacey, of another podcast oh, coming shit. out. Oh, shit. Double A Arn Anderson announced that we're going to be doing one podcast, but we haven't announced the rollout date just yet, is the quote. That's fun. He left WWE so recently. Has- I'm looking forward to the stories on this one. So he has something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard, who is a WWE employee. He has 83 weeks with Eric Bischoff, who's a <laughs> WWE employee. He has um, what happened, uh, WHW, what happened when with Tony Schiavone, who is an MLW employee. He has Grilling JR with Jim Ross, who is an AEW employee. And he has the new... Arn Anderson one coming out, who Arn Anderson is a free agent as far as I understand. This, there's nobody else who crosses the fucking wrestling lines like Conrad Thompson. Nobody else can do this. I don't know. I've never seen such a big man walk such a narrow (laughs) tightrope. That's the the perfect (laughs) analogy. Yeah. That's the truth. How does he do this? And he's never he's been never... sued, <laughs> as far as I know. <laughs> I don't know how he does it's this. Crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's no wonder why he quick it was very quick to denounce being part of AEW. Because that would end a lot of these shows right. on the drop <laughs> of a dime. For sure. And, and I like that he's not directly associated mm. with any company. He has always said he's... He is a huge WWE fan. He's a huge ECW fan. Like, that's where he... That's what he grew up with. Sam Roberts could learn a thing or two. WCW. He could. He could. You can be... You can get a little bit of everybody. Like, I still don't know how he does it. It's flabbergasting. I'm excited for this new one. Arn Anderson, to me, doesn't scream exciting. But I honestly never wanted to listen to a Jim Ross... um, podcast and i have not missed a single episode of theirs and i've loved every one of them and jim ross is a different person when he's talking to conrad. awesome i'm i'm he just lets shit go he's like you know what conrad fuck him <laughs> every now and then he'll just bust out something like that you know what conrad fuck him 
Or he'll just say something like, you know, we were just being stupid, Conrad. That's the way it was. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I love it. I love it. I'm going to have to check it out. I'm going to give it a shot. It's it's worth checking out. I don't I don't know what I would say the best episode is so far, but I haven't missed one. And I, I I'll just, just start at the first one. Yeah. No 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 no. You you can't say that on Beastics Podcast because then people are going to go back and listen to the first episode. Don't do that, folks. Start around like episode eighty nine. I, I think. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like our first episode, but you have to go yeah. back to it later <sighs> to appreciate it. You got to get to know us as people first yep. and then go like, back. Like, oh, they were just starting out. How cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, something that uh, something else you should go back to is the Bullet Club. And I'm not talking about Triple H going back and trying to play off the club. I'm talking about the legit Bullet Club. Pasting. Yes, yes. During New Japan Pro Wrestling's Southern Showdown event in Australia, Robbie Eagles was part of a six-man tag match teaming with fellow Bullet Club members Jay White and Bad Luck Fale against Hiroshi Tanahashi, Okada, and Osprey of Chaos. After a match, after the match, Eagles turned on Bullet Club, apparently being frustrated with Bullet Club as he felt the spotlight was stolen by the addition of Canadian indie star El Fantasmo to the group. I love him. So does my um, son. Not a hundred percent familiar with El Fantasmo. I've probably seen him once, but I'm not sure. Eagles was subsequently beaten down by his now former partners, but surprisingly, Osprey returned to help Eagles and offered him a spot in chaos, which he accepted. You know what this brings up? This brings one question up. Are they going to start a birdcage subsidy of chaos where they all have bird names? We got the Osprey. (laughs) We got the Eagle. Who's next? Come on. They're just going to change the the faction of birdcage. They should. It's like, you, you guys are building it up right here. Let's see the Blue Jay. Bring it on. They all come out to Rock Jay and Robin. White, he leaves. He leaves <laughs> Jay White leaves Bullet Club and becomes Blue Jay. Oh, shit. <laughs> Blue Jay White. <laughs> Blue Jay White. Oh, my God. Um, this is this is. It's good. It's good that they're continuing making Bullet Club a big, important spot, even though they've lost most of most of their um, American loved talent. I guess yes. I should maybe say, <clears throat> but they're they're keeping them in the forefront, and they're keeping them in these hot, uh, these these hot gimmicks, these hot stories, and that's awesome. Bullet Club versus Chaos. We got. A person leaving Bullet Club to join Chaos. That's huge. I don't think that's right. ever happened before. And Chaos is a huge entity. And it seems like the universe has split and it happens again in our next news story. Robbie Eagles had enough of Bullet Club and turned on them by joining Chaos, Will Ospreay, and Kazuchika Okada. Yeah. <laughs> bad editing by whoever the fuck's writing this shit. That's what I would say. I would say it's bad editing uh, by whoever fucking put this uh, shit A bit together. of deja vu there. Yeah, I, I blame <laughs> the Democrats personally. Oh, something we can't blame the Democrats for, a little quick news bit, but we're just going to get it out here because we can. Killian Dan and Nikki Cross were officially married. Now, shouldn't that be in legal news? Well, I thought about that, and I was trying to figure out whether it was or wasn't. They're and officially I, married. I, I, That's I by law. I made the personal decision... 
I guess I made the official decision that it's not legal news because I usually think of legal news yeah. as negative. And I guess It'd be marriage nice is negative. Some positive in there. Marriage yeah, is negative. Yeah. But anyways, um, way to Woo. go. Good for them. Those two, I, I don't know how they are in real life, but their wrestling personalities seem like they yeah. mix <laughs> Yeah, I think so, they're, they're know, probably pretty good together. This is cool. Uh-huh. I love it. I love it. And WWE's Charlie Caruso is in the running for the next Miss Health and Fitness, and fans can help vote her in. Charlie is currently placed in her first in her voting group. When asked about what she'd do with the $20,000 prize money, Caruso said she has a project in the works that's based on female empowerment, and this would go towards realizing that goal. The contest runs through July 4th, and you can vote up to once a day until then... No, you can't it's because over. it's already over. <laughs> but you could have. And if you would have went to our Facebook page <laughs> a week ago and checked out the link, which I hope you all visit our Facebook page every day because we drop new shit all the time, you could have clicked in and voted for her. Uh, I'm going to try to make a If you're a time and, traveler uh, and you're hearing this the day we're recording it, not the day it comes <laughs> out, get over there and get your vote in. Voting ends at midnight. Yeah. Um. Uh, I'm going to try to make a mental note and see if we can uh, look up and see who ended up winning that and if we can get an update on this by next show or, or whenever. Oh, I think she wins it. I think she does. I don't know. I don't know who's I don't know either, but I think she wins but, it. But under negative legal news, Charles Lil Nature Robinson has found himself the victim of a major storage unit. Yes. Yes. The veteran referee was robbed of approximately $55,000 worth of historic Hollywood memorabilia and wrestling collectibles. Among the financially significant items that were stolen as part of the storage unit heist was an ultra-rare Evil Knievel stunt cycle toys, collectible Chucky movie dolls, Friday the 13th movie action figures, Planet of the Apes movie lunch boxes and a Jaws movie statue valued at $2,400 as well as a laundry list. Yes, and with that, I have to assume the culprit must be Earl Ebner. Have you checked his eBay account? (laughs) You know, it's funny you say that. The Jaws movie statue actually ended up on eBay (laughs) but was shortly taken down before they could actually try to uh, follow up on it. Uh, God damn it, Earl. <laughs> damn it, Earl! Uh, you know he's just going to try to blame it on his team. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that comment from me got a whole lot of likes on the internet this week. It was good stuff. Uh, it is. It's good. Several counts in Jeff Jarrett and Global Wrestling Entertainment's lawsuit against Impact Wrestling parent company Anthem Sports were dismissed this past Monday the 24th, although the actual lawsuit is still continuing. So yeah, that's That's a thing. I don't think Jeff Jarrett deserves any money. He was selling gold on the side. And pizza. (laughs) And plane tickets. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know what to think. Uh, I don't know. I got to assume he like signed to WWE just so he could hide. You know what I mean? I'm protected oh, under sure. this shell now. Leave me alone. 
for sure. But nobody, nobody is safe when they try to fuck with the crowd when Tito Escondido is wrestling pasty. No, this guy will take it upon himself to make sure the crowd is safe. In fact, at an event titled Bumps and Bruises, Tito was wrestling a match when a woman was being assaulted by a drunk fan in the crowd. Well, our boy Escondido left the ring, apprehended the fan until police were called, and then he went back and finished the match. God bless the ref for not calling. Next week, that's how Ra's going to have a commercial break happen. (laughs) Fan reports actually say that the assaulter was then trying to fight off the police when they showed up. See, you can't turn out the lights for 90 (laughs) seconds, folks. (laughs) It's not good. Women get touched Uh. up. I, I hope I hope the guy left well, with glad. some bumps and bruises. I hope he did. And you know what? For a guy I've never heard of, Tito Escondido, uh, huge yes. props to this guy. Yes. This is the man. He's one of my favorite uh, indie wrestlers at this point now because good for you. And now, Pasty, that man came. He fucked with some women. And he left not under his own accord. But... Here we have some comings and goings, some of their own accord. and some That's not. right, Fat Mac. International sensation Timony, Timothy Thatcher, Dragon Hatcher, arrives in MLW July 25th at MLW Never Say Never, hosted by the Melrose Ballroom in New York City. They like big balls. Woo! Considered one of the most feared and respected scientific grapplers in the sport, Timothy has won championships in the United Kingdom, Germany, and North America. Timothy Thatcher is representing Ringkampf, a German-based wrestling fight team. Thatcher is a versatile, savvy hybrid wrestler, shutting down adversaries on the mat and manipulating their joints with punishing submissions. The six-foot-three-inch Californian proudly represents the Die Mat is Helig Ringkampf ideology. The mat is sacred. Wall Thatcher's July 25th match is signed. League officials have yet to disclose who Thatcher will compete against when this exceptional athlete steps foot in an MLW ring for the first time. I've got my money on Filthy Tom Lawler. That's the way to go, right? I want to see this too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Filthy Tom Lawler, Timothy Thatcher. That's a match. That's a match, and that's setting Mm -hmm. up a great feud. So. I'm excited to see him. I'm looking forward to this. I think uh, I I don't know him. I don't know him, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I don't really know Ringkampf. I'm not big on German pro wrestling, not as much as I should be, I guess. But um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this guy. I, I can't wait to see what he brings to the table. Also reporting to MLW Pasty, at least according to Court Bauer, is South American luchador Zenshi who is signed with Major League Wrestling and will be making his MLW debut on July 6th in yes, Chicago. Indeed. So we got a Ju- uh, we got a German mat grappler and a South American high flyer. That's excellent. But if you think that's good, get this shit. Impact Wrestling what? has signed D'Lo Brown to a full-time multi-year deal as a producer. D'Lo had been getting excellent reviews for his work in recent months and has built a reputation for being someone who collaborates with talents. Rumor has it the Canadian company is in the process of signing another producer as well. D'Lo Brown, man, 
That's a name I, I never thought I'd hear brought up in a fucking major p- role again. But you know what? The fact that he's willing to collaborate with talent. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's huge. Impact's been doing good things, and I think things are going to get better and better for them. They definitely will. But if you think that's good, pasty, wait till you hear this. And now just imagine me doing the D'Lo Brown head shake like he used to do. That's how I walk out of my bedroom every morning. A surprise Saturday at River City Con Wrestling was Teddy Long, and he let his long teddy out, if you know what I mean. Long as the river. after he did that, he introduced Austin Gunn, son of WWE Hall of Famer Billy Gunn, as the newest signee of Ring of Honor. I'm so happy that he's not going to AEW like I had assumed because of nepotism. That's so awesome. That is cool. That is cool. We got to keep nepotism away. And it's super awesome that uh, Teddy Long you can. is announcing people being signed to Ring of Honor. I that think is great. great. Maybe Conrad Thompson should try to get him on StarCast 3. <laughs> so we got MLW making good moves. We got Impact Wrestling making great moves behind like the scenes. The we got Ring of Honor making moves, moves to bring in brand new guys. Ooh. This is cool. This is great. Uh, this is positive for the business as a whole. Yes. Uh, but with the positives come the negatives, and with the negatives, pasty, we have to move into. Yes, the and with the report. negatives comes Jinder Mahal. That's what's worse true. or better, depending on your stance. Review. <laughs> I never no. like to see anybody hurt. I don't mind right. seeing them off TV. I don't want to. Like see I them said, hurt. depending on depending on your stance, I, I try to cover the ground for everybody. Right. <laughs> Revealed over there the weekend go. that he underwent knee surgery at Andrews Sports Medicine and Orthopedic Center in Birmingham, Alabama. Mahal, the former WWE champion, ruptured his patella tendon on June fifteenth at a WWE live event in Denver, Colorado. Should have went and got some medicinal after that. There's no word yet on when Mahal yeah. will be back in action. Not that he was really in action time, to begin with. <laughs> Just take your time. Just let it heal up. Let it heal up 150%. Yeah, yeah. Come right, back buddy. even more ridiculously fucking pumped up than you were last time. Just take a lot of steroids. You'll be good. Uh, one thing that's not good. Japanese wrestling star Yoshiaki Yatsu. Had his right leg and That's a fun name to say. With Sorry about his leg. Yoshiaki Yatsu. <laughs> Yoshiaki Yatsu. Sounds like an anime right. Saturday morning show. Ah, I don't know. It's a Yoshiaki Yatsu. Ah. Um, anyways, uh, Yatsu started as an amateur wrestler in the Olympics, pasty competing in the 76 Olympic Games. He eventually got into pro wrestling, of course, competing in both New Japan and All Japan Pro Wrestling, along with a few brief stints in the United States. He himself was a tag team specialist. Yatsu has won the NWA, NWA International, PWF World, All Japan Pro Wrestling, and IWA World Tag Team Titles, all of those tag team titles. He also won the Super World of Sports Tag Team Titles, along with the WCCW Television Title. One of his biggest moments, in the eyes of American fans at least, was wrestling the Gaijin Hulk Hogan for the then WWF title. He didn't win it, but it is a match that is fondly remembered. 
We hope the best for Yoshiaki Yatsu. Yoshiaki Yatsu! <laughs> and, uh, God, that should be his entrance music. <laughs> Let's write him a song. We'll debut it here on Beastix Podcast. Um... But we do, we do. I can't, I can't help but. Uh, uh, and you can just do the rumbo to it or the to... fucking conga line. Yoshi Yatsu Yaku, Yoshi Yatsu. I can't help but make comparisons to uh, Kamala, who has also been battling with diabetes and has lost yeah. both legs, and um, and has lost all ability to, to uh, honestly make a living, which is which is sad. And this goes back to the. Uh, Whole retirement fund that we kind of talked about with Alberto El Patron, where there, there is no retirement fund, there is no health insurance, and uh, everything that Kamala has gone through has been help from friends, families, and um, Kickstarters and internet fundraising and stuff like that, which is just, just sad and pathetic when you think of Kamala being a, a huge part of NWA, Smoky Mountain, WCW, WWF. He was in main events in all of those places. And when he gets sick and loses a leg, he's got nothing. Yeah, it's really rough. I rock rough and stuff with my Stoner thought of the week. If it's all Japan pro wrestling, then shouldn't it be some Japan pro wrestling too? Instead of New Japan? All Japan, some Japan. But New Japan came after All Japan, so it was the New Japan Pro yeah, Wrestling. But, okay, I guess. There you go. So if a new one comes, do they have to change their name to Old Japan Pro Wrestling? Newer, no, the new one was new. just called Noah. I think he was. I think it was really into the <laughs> Old Testament. That's my understanding. Somebody who isn't into the new, the Old Testament, Impact Wrestling. What? I don't know! And now, moving along seamlessly, before we get into the Impact Slammiversary predictions, the Impact Bash at the Brewery results. Yes, Bash at the Brewery, the official pre-show of Impact Slammiversary, <laughs> where our picks that we gave you last week matter zero. Zero, because they basically changed the whole lineup. <laughs> but... That's the way it is. And not only that, if you're wondering, well, how do they even know the results? They said they're taping on the 4th, and it is the 5th when that came out. Well, because we're adding this in, just for you, the listeners. On the 6th. Let's we're, just really confuse them. We're just, we're taking time out of our long weekend to do something for y'all. Yeah, wouldn't be patriotic of us if we didn't. But, in all honesty, we're not going to have a lot to say about this. A... Again, not even the same results as uh, what we predicted. And B, it, it's basically a, a, a glorified house show. It is on Fight TV for $10 if you want to go out and order it. If. If. if we didn't fall to. under that category this time, folks. Uh, not with Slammiversary coming up tomorrow nope. or tonight. We don't, so, we yeah, one don't of the know two. that. <laughs> Google tells me both. <laughs> so uh, I'll just like, keep my eyes peeled. Let's just get this on the way then, Pasty. It started out yes, with the yes. Radicals defeating Andy Dalton, Matthew Palmer, and Steve O'Reno. Andy Dalton. Is that Dalton Castle? That is not Dalton Castle. Damn it. I'm sorry. Neither Steve is Matthew O'Reno. Palmer. Matthew what a Perry. horrible name that is. 
That is bad. <laughs> Steve Arino. And it's not even Steve-O from Jackass. It's just like, <sighs> I, I don't know this guy, but it sounds like a very 80s gimmick. I'm Steve Arino. <laughs> Steve Arino. The Steve Matic is his finisher. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, good. I'm glad the Rascals uh, won that one. I, of course, uh, well, I'm not going to say who I'm picking for Slammiversary because we haven't recorded that yet. Or we have, but it hasn't aired yet on while yes. you're listening to this. So we know. Just, you don't. I'm just not going to say anything. <laughs> We've ripped a hole in the space-time continuum here, folks. It's scary. <laughs> Up next, we got my man, Falabar, defeating Anthony Andrews to retain his RCW Heavyweight Championship title. Funny enough, Fall on Balls is the exact same way I was born. Fall on Balls. <laughs> I like that. Yes. Up next, we had a match that was supposed to be Jordan Grace versus Jessica Havoc. Sue Young ended up interfering in it, causing a disqualification. And as if Impact Wrestling has been watching WWE the last couple weeks, they said, fuck it, let's restart it as a tag match. <laughs> Quick, get a commercial in. <laughs> so so that brought us to Rosemary and Jordan Grace defeating Sue Young and Jessica Havoc in what I assume was an awesome match. That's just four, four ladies I love to watch wrestle. Yeah, yeah, you got to assume that would be a great one. God, I'd almost ra rather if Jordy and Grace was in the, the four-way at Slammiversary. Rather than Taya? Yes. But then, the, but then the title's not on the line. Or are we Who just stripping cares? it from Taya? And just yeah, <laughs> yeah, just whatever. Vacate it quick. <laughs> I love Jordan Grace. She is awesome. Yeah. She is a gorgeous woman. Oh, my god. And a great worker. And an awesome worker. All four of these women are awesome workers. Uh, talking about awesome workers, we also had Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and Tessa Blanchard defeat the boys of OVE Ohio versus everything. But very nice. The win actually came from Tessa Blanchard hitting the Magnum on Dave Chris and taking the pin. So, moving into uh, her Slam Anniversary match coming up, she's got some momentum on her side. So, not to be that guy, but is this the new Titus Worldwide? <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I mean, obviously they'll be better off. But yeah, Titus Worldwide was like a C gimmick, <laughs> and these guys are all at least. Well, Rich, I'd say Willie Mack is maybe a B player, but Rich Swan and Tessa Blanchard are A players at Impact. Yeah, yeah. So I'll give them that. But you know, maybe this is what Titus Worldwide could have been if he wouldn't have tripped. <laughs> <laughs> Ruined it for everybody, Ted. Damn him and his low arches. <laughs> Those long fucking legs. Spaghetti noodles. Ah. Uh, then we had a three-way. Michael Elgin taking on Moose and Eddie Edwards, where Michael Elgin won. Uh, they're really pushing the old Elgie boy. Elgie. I'm not a big Elgie fan, but they sure are pushing him. Pushing, pushing, pushing. Moose. Moose needs to get a good win here coming up soon. He needs kind. Of, he, I think he needs a gimmick change. I don't know what it would be. I'm not. The, I'm not saying I have a good idea, but elk. <laughs> he just comes out as too generic. And the gazelle, moose, moose. I just no one syllable names don't work for me. And moose definitely. It's just like, so what? You're gonna stare at me and chew cud dumbly across the pond? Is that your gimmick? Moose, moose, moose. Yeah. 
Then we had The North actually defeating LAX in a tag team title match to become the new Impact Tag Team Champions. This is wow. this is probably the biggest news coming out of here going into Impact Slammiversary. Yeah. Yep. And we'll get into that a little bit more coming up. But yeah, I did not expect this to happen. I don't even know who The North are. But, yeah. Well, you said you looked them up and you weren't impressed with No, it. definitely not impressed. I mean... That's to come. <laughs> yeah, that is that is to come. Although it is a Josh from the north, I thought you would be all over it, you know. Yeah. But maybe you just feel insulted. I, I, he doesn't represent me well. He could be your doppelganger. Yeah, we look so so similar, right? <laughs> uh, something else I wasn't expecting, Pasty, was the outcome of this main event. Yeah, Rob Van Dam defeating Sammy Callahan. And uh, from what I've read of the action, it didn't seem like there was really any shenanigans on Rob Van Dam's end. It actually seemed like uh, OVE came out and uh, took after Sammy's, or, you know, uh, helped out Sammy's. So, obviously, this is just a house show. This doesn't mean a whole hell of a lot. Was there a stipulation on this match at all? Like, was it no hardcore? No stip. Um, huh. It could have, I mean, it could have been hardcore but they restarted the match as a hardcore match <laughs> you never know it's gotta have that real sports feel <laughs> i wish i could have just been at the brewery that's what bothers uh, me. i would have loved to just right. had some drinks and watch this shit go down that would have been that would have been just cool oh no I, i'm gonna take it back pacey it is an extreme rules match okay I apologize. that makes more sense that makes a lot more sense it was an extreme rules match so rob so. van dam probably had some help too no. No? No, he didn't. Dang. Nope. He ended up, um, he hit a, uh... Seems like a perfect van. place for Bully Ray and fucking, uh... Tommy Dreamer? Yeah. <laughs> nope, it looks like, um... It looks like Dave Christ came out. Jake Christ came out. RVD at the end hit a, uh... Death Valley Driver on... Oh, no, Sammy hit a Death Valley driver on RVD, but he ended up hitting a Van Terminator, five-star frog splash, and got the win. All right. Well, they're doing what I was hoping they weren't wouldn't do, and that's pushing Rob Van Dam as a winner and not somebody just to get talent over. Yeah, but, you know, on a house show, that's not bad. Yeah. On a house show, typically, the, right. the faces go over to begin with. Typically, yeah, the people want to see the, Rob win. Not everybody's yeah. as cynical as I am. So as long as as long as this doesn't go on through storyline, I'm not upset about it. Um, I could definitely see this on a house show being something like that. But you know, going forward, we hope that he's not the pinnacle. Even though I love him, I love him and he's great, and I don't mind him winning sometimes. Yeah. You can't have him job all the time. I wouldn't want to see that for RVD either. Then he might as well just not <laughs> even be there. He can go to WWE for that. Yeah, and then it wouldn't mean yeah. nothing when anybody beat him, so that would be pointless. But, um, So there you are, again, for Pasty and uh, Mac. There are no winners or losers for us because they just threw the whole damn thing out the window, started over again, which is all right. The card looks like it's a good card. Yes. Um, I'm going to continue to try to find somewhere to watch it. Maybe if I hit the lottery, I'll drop 10 bucks down on Fight to watch it. But either way... Anything more to say, Pasty, before we get into our Impact Slammiversary predictions? Mm, nah, 
Let's just snap into it. Oh, boy. Yeah, um, I guess uh, Sammy Callahan versus Tessa Blanchard was pretty Old Testament. <laughs> that's, that's pretty Old yeah. Testament shit right there. Pasty, it has been 17 years since TNA slash Impact Wrestling debuted. That's crazy. They've been around way longer Actually, than anybody ever gave them credit for. And, and to this people day, are still saying, to this yeah, day, dead, people still died. sit and talk yeah. about no, how they're, they're going to die. And it's like, no, these fuckers they, aren't going anywhere. They're somebody, like herpes. Somebody, you like them somebody or not, brought over Vince's genetics and injected it into the company. And so, yeah, we're, 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 we're stuck with it forever, for better or worse. You know, we mentioned this a while ago, and this was when it happened. But to be honest, TNA Impact Wrestling, in its form, has actually lasted longer than the actual WCW ever lasted. That's not including the NWA legacy, so you can argue that. But to be fair, Impact started as NWA also, so we're not including their NWA legacy. So if you count when TNA started until now to when WCW started, they had like 10 years. Uh, 89, I think it was 10 years, about 89 to 99, if not 88 to 99. 2000, they went to 2000. But yeah, so... Wow, who would have ever thought they'd last longer than WCW? Yeah, that's it's crazy. Good for them, though. And they're not going no. anywhere. No, I don't think so. If they didn't die under under what's-her-face, they, they're never dying. Dixie Carter. Yeah. Mixie Dixie Farter. So, Pasty, um, this is going to be fun, because you have at least not let me know who your picks yeah. are on any of these. So I'm, I'm as interested uh, as so anyone am I. else. We start this out with a four-way tag team championship match. The champions, LAX, Ortiz and Santana, are taking on the North, who is Ethan Page and yeah, Josh I finally Alexander. saw a picture of the North. And they're also, I don't feel well represented by them. <laughs> they're also taking on the Rascals, Desmond Xavier and Trey Miguel, and Os Aston versus and Willie Mack. Os Aston yes. and Willie Mack. The real A-double. I screwed up the last tag team. Yeah, Ace Austin. Or Ace Austin, sometimes known. Uh, Pasty, out of these four individuals, who do you believe is walking away with gold? Or at least winning the match? Odds are stacked against them, but I love them. I want to say this. I uh, Up until 30 seconds ago, I didn't know who I was going to pick for this. But I will say that I've heard rumblings that, uh, is it Ring of Honor is trying to sign LAX? I think it's Ring of Honor. And, yeah. Um, there, there's two ways so to good. look at it. There's two ways to look at it. Either Impact Wrestling is going to try to keep LAX happy by keeping the titles on them. Or, I guess there's three ways of looking at it. Or Impact Wrestling is going to say, oh shit, they might be leaving. Let's take the titles off of them. I guess the third way of thinking is Impact Wrestling says we're going to continue with the storyline we had and we're not going to let Ring of Honor define our product, which would be the mm. smart way to go. Um, Rascals are making moves, making noise, making a name for themselves. I'm going with Rascals. So you got LAX, right. I got Rascals. It's going to be a good match, though. It's a fatal oh, four-way. Yeah. It's going to be no rules, and LAX is a lot of fun when there's no rules. 
So did you see the build up to this next match, this intergender match? That's Tessa Blanchard versus Sammy Callahan. Oh my god, I'm so oh, excited! For he this did pasty. not pull anything. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I hope Tony Khan wasn't watching. I don't think his pussy could handle it. But I just did. <laughs> it, that was super dead air. I'm Holy sorry, shit! I'm sorry, I thought. Am I, I am I about good, to be assassinated or something? Like, uh, did I say the <laughs> ultimate wrong thing here? <sighs> no, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. I was just letting you tell your point. I'm sorry. Is your point over? It, it was fucking Sammy hit her hard in the gut with that fucking bat. No, I thought it, I thought it was awesome. I love it. Yeah, I think she can handle it, and I got no problem. And I mean, Sammy this. Callahan is always great for seeking nuclear heat, and I don't think he could get much more nuclear than this. Sammy Callahan is just always great. You could put a period there, but you were right. Nuclear heat? Oh, he lives for that. That's like his heroin. Like, that's him yeah. chasing the dragon. He always wants to do one up, one more. Something else. Oh, it's going to be so much fun watching Tessa Blanchard kick his fucking ass. You know what? Um, I agree. That's that's my pick. I can't see with this build up unless they're gonna do like a, a bad like, finish uh, where he unless they're gonna do like a rubber match where they have Tessa win or Sammy win one, Tessa win one, and then go to a rubber match. Which, by the way, I'm all for 100. percent And if you do that, you should have Sammy Callahan win the first match. Uh, but nonetheless, I'm just gonna say that Tessa represents the women and gets the yeah. win here. Yep. Yep, as much as Sammy Callahan is a great heel, he's a top guy, I think he has no problem losing to Tessa Blanchard. I don't think he does personally, no. You know, his character would, yes, but I think him himself, no. He's all for it. And this helps build Tessa. This could Tessa is is just She's getting skyrocketed to the moon. I don't see what can stop this girl. She has she has the talent. She has the charisma. She has the look. Now, she isn't your uh, Barbie doll supermodel-looking woman, but she also isn't... Um, she she looks like a wrestler. She looks like a female wrestler. She, like an she's built wrestler. like a professional. She's got the looks to sell it. And she is an amazing performer. She's, she's honestly... And my top woman in pro wrestling currently. It's hard to argue that. And I, and I can hardly go without talking about Tessa, without reminding our listeners. Her fathers are Tully Blanchard and Magnum TA. Two of the fucking yes. best in the 80s. And go back and watch the Blanchard Magnum TA I Quit match. You will not be disappointed. Two of the best. Keep AEW away from her impact as far away as you can. Yes, for sure. WWE too. Sure. Just, just, uh, <laughs> just next. keep. Oh, yeah. She, we all thought she was going to end up yeah. with her lineage, but no. No, I think I think if she stays with Impact moment. forever, that's great for everybody. I think. Um, she could be the next Gail Kim that just represents uh-huh. impact, you know? I think she's too good, though. For sure. Just gonna point that out. 
I, I give Impact a lot of credit, but they're still at the bottom of my rung when it comes to wrestling I'm going to watch. I think they're above Ring of Honor right now, which is... Those two are, are, are dangling yes, down. Yes, the low-hanging the fruit. They're the two the lowest pair, the bottom, Just They're the lowest pair, just hoping to come up. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just think off of, off of brand recognition, I'd rather watch Ring of Honor, even though they probably don't have the best roster right now. But yeah. Um, speaking of oh, uh, God. low-hanging fruit, yeah, Moose. Oh god! And he is taking on the whole effing show. Yeah. Rob Moose better win this one because uh, I'm sure Rob can still go. But I mean, I watch Tommy Dreamer matches. And anybody who came up in his kind of time frame should probably consider stopping to wrestle about now. Especially coming from ECW. You did too much on your body when you were younger. And I haven't seen Rob Van Dam in a while. But I'm not excited to see him now. So. Well, let's put it this way, Pasty. He's younger than Christopher Daniels. <laughs> yep. You know what I mean? Um, no, I, I agree. I love Rob Van Dam. I love him way better than Moose. And in fact, as far as wrestling in the ring, I would rather watch Rob Van Dam than Moose. If you're going to have Rob Van Dam back in Impact, what, what you need Rob to do is Van put him Dam with a do? fucking heel faction. Have him join OVW. Well, what Rob Van Dam sh- should do is or he OVE. should... OVE, he sorry. OVW, uh, yes. or OVE, obviously he can't. Uh, but what he should do is he should make the the new up-and-comer or the younger up-and-comer look good so he should lose to moose i'm picking moose over he is ohio versus everything you need okay to find fine ohio. but Where you know what i'm saying though imagine they got 25 percent of the people of ohio in um, that group <laughs> imagine if if uh rob van dam would have been in aces and eights or in um um beer money or not no what was the faction when aj styles and beer money and all that was running around Fortune, yeah, oh, fortune. something like that. Fortune, put yeah. him in a top heel faction, and that would be an interesting way yeah. to oh, view Rob Van Dam for the millionth time. And I don't think he has anything to offer anymore. Everything he can do, we've seen too many times. And by the way, I was just listening to something. I just have to mention this right now. I don't remember what I was watching and or listening. They were talking about one of the worst things out of... Uh, TNA was Aces and Eights. Oh my god, that was one of the best things they I really wasn't watching I loved at that Aces point. and Eights. I did catch a lot of the Fortune stuff, though. But at least oh, yeah, you like, yeah. heard yep, of Aces yep. and Eights and know about it. Like, it was making yeah. noise and I making mean, moves. I mean, Bully Ray just alone. Fuck. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that created the Bully Ray character. That alone should give Anyways, another match I'm super looking forward to, as opposed to the Moose and Rob Van Dam, is the four-way Monsters Ball Knockout Championship match. And Pasty, believe it or not, next month we are going to have a longer name for a fucking (laughs) match in a WWE pay-per-view. Not going to spoil it and say what it is, but four-way Monsters Ball Knockout Championship match is not the longest that we're going to have this fucking month. Woo! Woo! Anyways, the champion, Taya Valkyrie, of course, is defending her title against Rosemary, Sue Young, and Jessica Havoc. 
all four of these women can fucking go in a hardcore match. Like this was this a lot of times they have a monsters ball match and there's like one or two that just don't fit it or maybe only one that fits it. This is gonna this don't. match better have some crazy ass broken shit in it. Yeah, the fact that Taya Valkyrie is probably the <laughs> least monster. Although ball she's out got of the most mass. And like, she's a yeah, yeah, she's a yeah. big she brutal fits woman. This. Like the fact yep. that she's the least is it tells you that this is gonna be a, it should should yeah. be a hell yeah. of a match. I gotta go uh, with uh are I'm you okay. First year. okay fine I'll let I'm you picking do that. first year Damn it Damn it pasty back off Um If I'm going with who I want to win, I'm going Sue Young. If I'm going with who I think should win that's what I'm going with, I think. There's a lot of... Any of these women, you can make an argument for who should win. But I'm going to say Jessica Havoc, who uh, almost gets underrated as far as a woman's wrestler. Yeah, she's at the bottom of the rung when I it comes her. to if I'm her. ranking the women in this match. I think she's the least likely. Yeah, which is horrible because she is so amazing. So I, I got I to gotta give Havoc her due. She's the underdog, but I think she gains the All right. most from this. I'm going with Sue Young because, yeah... Yep. Because how do you not? Sue Young would be my number one go-to for sure. If I wasn't picking Jessica, I'm picking Sue Young. I love Sue Young. I got nothing negative ever to say about that woman. Ever, 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 ever. Uh, X Division Championship is up next. Pacey and probably two of the best guys in this day and age that exist in Impact Wrestling that you could want to be representing your X Division. Rich Swan defending his title against Is Rich Johnny Swan Impact. heel in Impact 2 or is that just MLW? Rich Swan is, is more of the face. Johnny okay. Impact is more of the heel. That helps sway my decision somewhat, I suppose. That helps. Uh, mm, uh, I'm going to go with Rich Swan, I think, still. Yes. I mean, you think about it. Rich Swan is the newer guy. Johnny Impact has been around for a long time. And if I pick Johnny Impact, I feel like I'd have to go back and pick Taya Valkyrie to win because I think there are a couple. And with the Becky and Seth shit going on, I think they, people are going to want to push couples just because it's a thing to do for the week. And to be fair, I just personally, especially in Impact Wrestling, but just in general, I see Johnny Impact more as a world champion contender than an impact or than an X division contender. Um, Rich Swan definitely deserves it. Yep. He's a great representative, but I think pace, not pasty. <laughs> I call Johnny impact pasty. He's not very pasty. Wow. He's pretty tan. Have you, have you ever seen <laughs> Johnny? Impact? <laughs> He's the anti pasty anti pasto. <laughs> Oh, I don't know why I called him Pacey. I, I think Johnny Impact wins this, and I think he's going to use the X Division. He is kind of Pacey um, standing next watching. to Rich Swan. That's true. That is true. I'm not watching Impact as much as I should, but I must. I think they still have the trade in your X Division title for a title shot, because we just had one not too long ago. And I think Impact is going to use it for a title shot against the world champion. So I think Impact 
wins this one. I think Taya loses hers, but Johnny wins his, and they still stay as a power couple. Which leads us to the Impact World Heavyweight Championship match, Pasty. They call him Cage, Brian Cage. Um, you know, Lucha Underground's been gone for a while, and I still just, I just gotta <laughs> give him that name. They call him Cage. It was the worst thing Lucha. It sounds ever like did. it well, sounds like an entrance you'd get for your creator wrestler in an, like a early two thousands wrestling. Right. Game. They call him. <laughs> Um, so they call him Brian Cage versus Michael Elgin. Basically, I really think they're pushing Michael Elgin. Is this going to be the I good one, got, then? I think, That's the question. Do we get the good one? I Let me let me put it this way, Pasty. I'm not a big fan of... I like Cage, but he's still, he's still just missing one thing. I'm still not sold on Elgin. I still have not found a great Elgin match. I still think they're pushing Elgin. I'm going Michael Elgin. Uh, how long has Brian Cage had this championship? <laughs> I just don't know. I can look it up for you. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I know Cage is fucking... He's, he's the Brock Lesnar of Impact, isn't he? Basically. Uh, well, he's rippling. You know, he moves like a yeah. luchador. I mean, yeah. I mean, other than the fact that he can do a moonsault beautifully <laughs> standing... Foot. He can do a sunset flip stand. I want to see like Brock he, do yeah, that. Yeah, he's amazing. No, I don't. I don't want to see Brock die. Uh, I don't want to see Brock wrestle, but yeah. Um, um. He has been Impact Champion. <laughs> um, April 28th, Oh, not that long. Cage. Yeah, Cage. Well, three months. This should be a good one. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you're right, but I thought I had a I thought I had a good tiebreaker for this. And I can't think of it right now. I actually as we were going through it I was thinking what if um maybe one of the women is attacked ahead of time and taken out of the four way match? Okay, so yeah, becomes I don't know. Or 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 women's or are we being replaced? Uh, becomes three way. I'll even take the yes. I don't think we're going to a tiebreaker on this one, but I don't think we are either. The way that we're voting. right. Sometimes you never know. Uh, Pasty says it becomes a three way. So I'll say no. It doesn't. Um. All right, and now that we got the Slammiversary predictions, oh, uh, actually, no, I want to do the. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit it so that the Bash of the Brewery is first. So it's all right. right. Yeah. Because it happened first, right? <coughs> okay, so let's go to. Our all summer. right. Yes, folks, we've been slammed week after week with predictions and results for pay-per-views, and it just goes to prove we are living in the golden age of wrestling. Everywhere you look, there's an amazing show to see, and every time you turn around, there's just more and more. It's the best time to be a professional wrestling fan. Our next show, Pasty, we're going to have two more shows to have predictions for. Oh, boy. 
three more possibly <laughs> we haven't decided yet yes yes last year was the summer of other and this year is the summer of holy shit <laughs> there you go i like that ah <laughs> uh. Well, I guess there comes to be a time where we must say goodbye for the week, folks. 